Not a sickle, and a deer to stay. An elegant idol with the middle of his name on the air by four. Fresh off the floor, and the lights around, and was locked the door. And the G's, and the old double D's, that's why. That's the way that the pure flies over the top of the hill. On the deer sex, and channel one, two, three, four, six, ten. Friday party music. Like the, oh, sorry. I just don't know. You're the worst music. You don't like the Hoobastank? I hate Hoobastank. Oh, in fact. Yeah, I, I really can you, can you take off Hoobastank and can you pull up Kid Rock? Alright, actually, you know, Kid Rock's got the Kid Rock Survivor series. Maybe I'll pull that up. Can you pull up your bang the bang the oh. Can you pull that up? Uh, Stop this music. I'm so okay. angry that this is on. Welcome to the program here in the Tweed studio. Emo, what am I, emo, emo music? Emo for a Friday? For a Friday? Can you pull up some Kid Rock? Let's get her going. Ladies and gentlemen, he's appeared in the pages of Penthouse, Playboy, Hustler, and Barely 42 magazine. He's been doing comedy now for 15 long years. He's got long hair and smooth skin and he smells like cocoa butter. <laughs> and he brings the motherfucking thunder when he gets on stage. He gets lap dances for $20 a song because he's a Canadian comedian and can use any extra income that comes his way. So while he does that for you, you may come his way. <laughs> the one, the only, the co-host of today. Dr. Shapiro Show, the co-host today is a man that looks like Kid Rock. Woo! Ryan O'Gorman, what's up, oh, old man? Ah, the bang, the bang, titty, titty. What's up, man? <laughs> yeah. You have the headphones on. Yeah. yeah. I'm going, I know, I'm going to a natural health. I was like, was I actually in sync to it? Yeah. yeah right yeah. on. That's my natural rhythm. Of, it's my natural white track rhythm. Ba, with the ba, the bang, the bang. Give me a bud. Yeah. Fucking A, buddy. Fucking A. Good to have you, man. Good to be here, man. Dude, today's show, we're going... This is going to be all over the place, today's show. What? What? Well, we have uh, CEO of Canopy Growth, Bruce uh, Linton, uh, will be on the will be on the phone. And, and, you, and you and you're like, uh, you just, just understand, okay? It's okay that the corporations are dealing with the marijuana, all right? I, I'm not totally against it, but come on. This Santino stuff? Oh, the Fantino's weird. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We got ex cops going in there now. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go there with Bruce. <sighs> oh, with Bruce? Yeah. I don't Is he know. a Fantino fan? I don't know. The Fantino fan. Uh, maybe we can ask him about that. I, I find it a little bit hypocritical in, um, in terms of, like, oh, yeah. they, they, you know, there's people can't leave the country for smoking a joint back in 84. Uh, they still people still in jail for, and he put them in there. And now he's, like, opening up a weed company. He had to change his heart. Apparently, money helped him change his heart. Well, money always helps people change their heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cop. 
Mm. <laughs> Friend of Vermin's not allowed on the show when Bruce Lee. <laughs> 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 I'll be good. I'll be good. Uh, I always uh, like to challenge those guys, though. Uh, really yeah. challenge. I'm on their side a lot of times, but everybody needs to be challenged every now and again. Right? Uh, I'm going to be careful with that one. Okay. Jeff Abrams on the uh, phone. Call him, talk hockey, talk puck. Fucking right, bud. Who needs Austin Matthews, eh? Oh, fuck that, bud. Who needs that guy? Right on there. The buds always get the puck in the back of the net, bud. Oh, bud. They've been 5-0 and without that superstar. Well, they're playing three periods, Todd. They're going both <laughs> ends of the ice. They're playing three periods, and they're putting the puck in the back of the net. That's for sure. That's an action I can't do too well because I'm Jewish there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a hick. I'm not a redneck. I grew up with money, bud. No. <laughs> I didn't we we got white money, though. They don't give us any. That's how that works. Uh, <laughs> They'll be rich. They just go, uh, you, you're on your own, though, little fellow. So much white money. Who else on the phone? Oh, oh, in studio. Yes. Oh, Santino Morella, the Milan Miracle. Before Survivor Series 2. Uh. Anthony Corelli. Okay, we'll talk wrestling. We'll talk comedy. He's doing a comedy show. And um, our comedy virgin, yes. Kayla, Kayla Kulzan. I think she's cute, too. Uh, is she cute? Oh, she is cute? I didn't know. I just said it because I talked to her on the phone. She's kind of cute. How do you know? You, you, so creepy. You, did you Google Did you Facebook her? Go in. Just talk. Talk on the mic. We'll all do like that. Yeah, no, he Instagrammed her. That's, uh, that's too cute. Like you I, told, I told you when you did it, it's creepy. It's my sister, so you say it. Like, any woman oh would be like, check right. her out on that's Instagram. Awesome. Like, that's, that's creepy. That's, that's awesome. Creepy. I can't wait to talk about this. All her pictures. All right. right. Message her. All right, all right. You DM'd her already. Our comedy virgin. <laughs> November 30th, our comedy virgin. Did did uh, did uh, did we get our third confirm? Uh, yes. yes. She did. Okay, so I can announce it. Yeah. And that's when we come back to three comics. Uh, oh. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> and um, I did this for my wife and, and, and my kids. They're coming in today at 5.45. And um, Callie and Cats are coming in. Yeah. Kaylee and Cats? Uh, anyway, cats. we're going to give you an opportunity to go in. Uh, are you allergic? Uh, mildly, but it's a bad rash. So I, I might curl up into a ball. Dude, that's the best. Oh, I want to no. bring in cats every day. <laughs> <in the studio>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you really know you can adopt some cats. And the, end the show on a nice positive note on a Friday. Uh-huh. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's all in the Tweet Studios. We love every single one of you. Call us today, one eight seven seven nine six five two eight four four. The lines have been jammed, packed, packed, jammed all over the place. Coming up next, Brian O'Gorman. Kid Rock, my Kid Rock. No, so damn good. Let's rock it. You're listening to the Todd Shapiro Show. Catch us every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Channel 168, Canada Last. For previous episodes and bonus content, visit the ToddShapiroShow.com. <gasps> You're listening to the Todd Shapiro Show on Sirius XM Canada Lab, Channel 168. And now a word from our wonderful sponsors.
right. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, man. It's great. I can't wait to hang out with Brian O'Gorman. What a fun guy. And uh, this is the deal. We've got a lot of sponsors. And, oh, by the way, NDSleep.com, uh, they're doing a promo code now that we do called LAUGH, L-A-U-G-H. They've changed that from $55 to $65 oh, for you. Snap. If you want a mattress, $65 off. Laugh at NDSleep.com. Thanks to BobbleheadsCanada.ca. Use TTSS. Get you 15% off. The Toronto Argonauts. Um, I think we gave away all the tickets. I think you did. And that's because we decided to give it to a family who asked if they could have an extra couple. So we were supposed to have an extra pair, and they had, like, two kids or something. So I felt bad only bringing the one kid, so we gave them four instead of two. Is that how it went? You didn't want to, yeah, you didn't want to – it was the husband, a wife, and I have one or two daughters. You didn't want to break up their family. I didn't want to break up the family. Yeah. yeah, so I think I'm sorry, but we that's great. Argonauts, don't support them this Sunday. 1 p.m. Lake Wilcox Brewing Company. Oh, 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 oh man, the oop lager. And going to be at beer stores in January 1. That's right. And restaurants as well. More now. Announcements for that to come on the JewelCraftures.com. Thanks to Vermessa.com. Jeff will be here later to find out who will last longer throughout the whole year. <laughs> ED1000.ca, the only clinical proven therapeutic treatment of erectile dysfunction. Bobbleheads Canada, I said that already. I'm reading it again. And thanks to uh, Flashlight, dude. Mm. I used to date one of those. <laughs> <laughs> She's a great girl. Flashlight.com. I once loved the Flashlight. <laughs> oh, they gave us a bunch of those as a sponsorship one time, and they were really cool. And so all these comedians just had, like, <laughs> like running around with flashlights everywhere one summer. It was fantastic. Everybody was just like, hitting each other with flashlights. How does that work when they, when they sponsor, like, a bunch of comedians, flashlight.com, and the comedians do give them away at shows? Yeah, a lot of the times. Like, uh, JJ at We the Dirty North, he does that show. It's, like, a really dirty comedy show, and he's sponsored by Flashlight. They just give him a bunch of flashlights to give away and stuff. I'm not sure what his deal is with so, them. So, for instance, if, like, and the, and the clubs don't care? Like, if you're at Yaki Yaki, you I like it, usually. I mean, usually. Usually, like, the audience is happy that someone got to go home with something to fuck. Because you know? I'm wondering, because I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm, I'm so connected to the sponsor world, and you comedians, like, you know, need all the help you can get. Um, <laughs> well, they hate us. I bet you I can work a big deal with someone, like, who's got a product. Like, maybe Jack from Omni Jewel Crafters has always said, and, like, he gives, you know, at every show, he gives someone a pearl necklace, and then the comedians can give a pearl necklace and throw it out or something. And you just mention Omni Jewel Crafters. Is that, like, you're talking about jewelry, right? <laughs> that was the whole joke there. Uh, but yeah, oh, I get it. Yeah, no, but if he actually wanted to give something out, yeah, everybody's always happy to give stuff out. I love, like, I hosted a show for 10 years, and that was my favorite thing about it was just, like, every week we gave away a bong, and we did a bong-hitting competition. And so two guys would, like, hit a bong, and then they'd dance out as they, like, blew smoke out and stuff like that, and they would be judged on that stuff. But you'd see these guys, like, I've probably given away, like, 500 bongs. There's, like, 500 bongs out there that I personally handed to some stoner that probably forgot it on the subway after. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I, I just feel like I could work a sponsorship in for all the comedians. Yeah, for sure, dude. I can take a cut, though. Well, we don't have anybody that's good at business because most of us get up at, like, noon and stuff like that. Like, you see, that was a struggle for me to get here at 4 p.m. I barely made that. Yeah, you, yeah, you just came out of the shower, right? I now. went running. I did a bunch of stuff. I, like, you know, we got... Are you yeah. Christmas shopping yet? No, no, no. I, I, I'll, I'll do that on, like, December 24th, maybe. Maybe. I, there's only a couple people I really buy it for anymore. Anyway. Who do you buy for? Uh, a couple of my friends and my mom and my brother and his wife. And the rest of them can, you know. I, I love them all, but I don't have the kind of money to just start buying people shit every fucking six months for some other goddamn reason. There's so many times you're just obligated to buy people stuff, and I feel it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's harsh on some people. <laughs> like, I'm not even bored. just like, you know, I'm not the kind of guy who can drop three grand every... Four months for something. You know what I do? In, in uh, November, I spend a shit ton of money on, my, on myself. Oh, that sounds so good. And then come December, I'm like, I, oh man, I'm really just, I'm, I'm, I'm cash-strapped right now. 
I'm sorry, I can't get the, the lucrative gifts that you would like, and just get like some stocking stuff or shit. Uh, and, like, and but but like I'll spend I'll spend so much money on myself this month. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Because yeah. it balances out, right? Because if I had the money, then I'd have to spend it next month. Right. So people should just be more selfish. Buy yourself Christmas gifts in November, and then you have no money to buy those that expect it. And you can just tell them, I'm sorry I broke this month. Show me your visa statement. Right, and then when they get you stuff, you've already got it, and you can be like, wow, that's a huge disappointment. You know what I mean? And then they have to get you more. Exactly. Or you take it, return it, get the cash. But really, you're making money at Christmas. God, I love making money at Christmas. Oh, my God. That is a real, that's got to be Jewishly intrinsic. <laughs> Like, I gotta figure out how to squeeze some bucks out of this shit. I tell you what, though, that's not a bad idea. Dreaming, dreaming, <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, man. Do you celebrate Hanukkah? No. Okay. I don't celebrate. You're like culturally Jewish. You're not like practicing. That's, I'm like culturally Catholic, but I don't give a fucking shit about anything. I hate it all. We're, we're, we're artificial intelligence. We are. <laughs> we are. That went from zero to aliens quick. No, we're not aliens. We're computers. Okay. We are computer. We are actually computers. But biological computers, you mean? Or We've been invented. Like by whom? By uh, we this I, I go through it. and this is must get boring for the listeners because I was boring for me. I'll tell you that. No, I'm just kidding, well, you explain my theory. I tune out every time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's hear. I want to hear. So yeah, you your think take on my there's you basically have ripped off the Matrix and you think that there's some sort of higher Fuck being you. controlling it. You. you haven't been smart enough to call it a simulation yet, but that's basically <laughs> your theory. <laughs> it's not really my theory. Actually, we're not in a simulation. All right. That's not really my theory. And that's, and, that's, and, that's, and that's Elon Musk, by the way. Did you see all these new fucking Teslas they released today? Yeah, the trucks. The trucks. Oh, man. Which is dope. I bought one. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm now a truck driver in my Tesla. And, uh, and a sports car. $250,000 U.S. sports car. Land speed uh, record or something for yeah. a mass-produced car? Crazy. Yeah, the Roadster. It's going to be awesome. It's like 1.9 seconds. Seconds. Zero to 60. Mm, I think 1.9 sections, too. Sections. Yeah, yeah, 1.9 right. seconds. Wow. <laughs> um, no, dude. I know I say it all the time, listeners. You've heard this. I know. And if you want to call and explain your theory to everyone, I'm fine with that, too. one 877 The only times we don't ever get phone calls is when Jared Campbell uh, co-hosts the program. So hopefully that will change with Brian O'Gorman here. Oh, come on, but, call um, Yeah, call Brian. He's single and available. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Remember those commercials? <laughs> so many bad nights jerking off in that shit. Eh? <laughs> I think I saw a nipple. Pick up the phone. I used to jerk off the phones because of that. <laughs> and you tell yourself phone was like a trigger yeah. effect? Had to be one of those rotary ones. So, I like to hear them jingle. I like to dial it with the tip of my dick. <laughs> uh, we're getting out all the dirty now before Bruce yeah, yeah. calls in. Is he calling in? Do we know? Um, he, he's scheduled, and I've got a follow-up email, but he, he could have another. Oh, oh there's a call right there. Okay, we'll just move on to Bruce. Look at this. Uh, so, I'm gonna, hey, Bruce. It's the late Bruce Lenton. <laughs> I actually missed that. Sorry. It's the late, the late Bruce Lenton. Yes, yes, I'm very late. The tardy. But that's okay. You're a busy guy. How, how's your week been? I'm in Vegas at the world's biggest pot show, and I was just a keynote speaker. So other than that, pretty good. Awesome. It's awesome. I've been following that all over social media, and, and, I, and I know a few people there. I'm so happy you called, actually, because I'm, I'm, I've been so curious. How is it? it it's amazingly gigantic. So I, I spoke at it four years ago, and I think there were about, I don't know, one or two thousand people. The trade show floor probably took you 30 minutes to walk because it was that small and a few things. Uh, yesterday, I walked the trade show floor. It has 50 aisles, and in each aisle, there's at least 25 companies and uh, probably 50 companies, and it takes you four-plus hours to go through it. 
It has 16,000 or 18,000 people. I don't even know what the end number was who are attending. And uh, the weirdest part is there's a whole bunch of huge businesses which have people here with cards that don't say the name of the business because they wanted, and these, I mean like big guys, you know, think of uh, huge air conditioning companies or huge electronic control companies sending all the people there just to learn. No way. So they're so they're they're no. trying to get in, but they're still. Why are people still afraid to just put their face to the product and say, "Hey, we're here," and and who cares? It's like, do they think it'll hurt their customer base that much still? Well, it's, it's right. I'm in America right now, where it's illegal to do anything with cannabis at a federal level. And so, suppose um, your business is huge. Maybe you have the Department of National Defense or something uh, in the U.S. as your customer. Now you're saying, "Am I going to break?" Supply people who break federal laws knowingly in one area and try and keep all my other contracts. So it gets a bit tricky down here. I see up in Canada, it's a lot more open. Is, uh, have you seen Jeff Sessions there at all, Bruce? <laughs> yeah, so far, I didn't even see anybody who tried to dress up like him. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, um, it's a big thing, and I would say that it, um, it is remarkable how much more professional the participants are at the show. You know, the first year, four years ago, it was almost like people we're bringing like a tablecloth from their house and putting it on a table and showing what the, what the stuff looked like. It was really very amateur, and it's, it's amazing and poor so much has changed. Uh, and I'm not just saying this, but, you know, when I, when I, and I've been to a bunch of the sort of the lift expos and stuff, and I've been doing it for a couple of years now, the, the, really there was like maybe one or two great booths, and Canopy Growth was always one of those, where, you know, you had the proper stepper repeats and these good-looking tents and everything. And you're right, the rest of them are like, hang on a second, people are investing in these companies, and they look like literally used car salesmen. So it's nice to know they're cleaning up their act. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of awkward when you think, like, did they know this morning they were going to be at a trade show today, or did they just put the shit together in the last hour? Because <laughs> some of them were a bit like that a few years ago, for sure. Well, and especially because you know, in the face of it, you you want to represent yourself well because it's sort of you want to you want to be in good company for all of us, so you don't want it to bring down the industry, which is where you guys are the kings of. Yeah, and I would say the um, if another dollar investment goes into even one more vape device, I am shocked and amazed because every fifth booth was somebody who had a better vape device. And uh, I don't know that the world needs uh, about a hundred companies all doing the same thing. Truth be told, I lost I lost some money trying to invest in one of these six small companies in a, like a, in a vapor device. So, so if I know you lost money in the pot space. I strongly recommend you never invest again in anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the story of my life. <laughs> it's good advice. that you gave it to me earlier. You, um, you ended up with actual cooking pots or something when you invested in the pot space. You just didn't do your diligence. You ended up with cookware. I didn't read. I didn't read the whole thing. I saw pot exactly. Shocker! Uh, Shocker! And the funny thing is, I don't even know how to cook. <laughs> Oh, well, I just, oh, I wish you had anyway. Um, well, that's just so, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of, it's blowing your mind, is it? And, and what's, when you get up now and speak, what's sort of the response? What are the types of questions? What's kind of the common theme there this year? Uh, I would, <clears throat> so my, my presentation was about what's happening in the world, starting with Canada, which is kind of the reality of our sector. And so a lot of the questions were about, you know, are you going to have all the product grown in Uruguay and shipped everywhere? And, and, you know, the answer is, uh, around a lot of these things is no. Every country is probably going to control their own production because it creates lots of jobs in areas where there wouldn't otherwise be jobs. Like Tweed being in Smith Falls has 300 people working at a facility that was empty for five years. And so most countries are 
looking at this more like job creation than cannabis production. Um, you get a lot of questions around, I'm from the U.S., I want to come and work in Canada uh, in the cannabis space because I'm getting you know, squeezed out down here. How do I do it? And the regrettable answer is it's kind of hard. There's not a big chance for you to jump up to the U- from the U.S. to Canada. Yeah, we don't we don't want them. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no it's just, you know the the licensing schemes have been around for so long. It's not it's not easy to just say, well, I want to bring my my business from the U.S. up to Canada and start up. Well, and, and thankfully, you know, in, in, in this case, it's, it's, an, it's awesome because you're helping Canadians get jobs. And, and, the, and, and what a beautiful thing with a new growing industry uh, that you can help decrease sort of the unemployment. And, and the other thing is they don't make it easy for us to go and work there. So it's kind of nice that, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say we don't want, you know, good American people working hard here in this country. But uh, and Colin, Brian O'Gorman's co-host in the program today, Bruce, and as a comic, I mean, we see a ton of them try to get to the yeah. state. Well, they, they can come up here and make up to $30,000 in a year or something without a visa. And, like, just because we want to encourage them to come up here and, like, film and stuff like that. But if they go down there, yeah, you need, like probably pay about that much in visas or whatever just to get down there or whatever. Actually, I, I paid for one of my visas for like $1,200 or something to go down for a year or something like that. Yeah, but they can just yeah. like roll it up. It's pretty nice. So, uh, sir, uh, what, what can I ask you? What do you think about some of the uh, uh, law enforcement in Toronto currently getting involved in uh, marijuana production after putting a whole bunch of people in jail for it? Yeah, you know, it's... Um I don't want to comment on money specifically. I think everybody can have a change of heart. I hope it's in fact that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that people who genuinely want to run one of these businesses to make them into something good versus just try to chase a profit. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot has changed in the last five years, so it could actually be a true change in that um, I know, for example, I dealt with some of the people who were on the National Task Force um, for reviewing what should happen for adult access to legalization for REC. And a couple of them were police officers who were put on it. And I think their journey was from thinking this is really a dangerous and terrible thing, we got to just not even do this, to by the end of it, seeing how come it, um, it had to be regulated and they really wanted to see the change. And so, you know, when I talked to them and they, they couldn't believe how much their views had changed once they got information, maybe people changed or maybe they're just jumping on money. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what we're asking for, isn't it? For people to have a change of heart anyway. Yeah. So I guess we can't get mad when they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, you know, it's 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 what four years ago was a very interesting topic for people, but very uncomfortable to approach. Now is completely an open topic. Mm-hmm. I was at a, a big fundraiser, and the president of the hospital for the big fundraiser, his wife started chatting with me about. She said, "Well, as soon as it's legal, I want to get tweet." I'm like, "Oh." She goes, I've never smoked marijuana, and I really, really want to. And I really want it to be tweet. I said, you know, this conversation probably wasn't happened three years ago at the fundraiser. And the fact that it's on now is just everybody's evolved. Well, yeah, it seems like the moral stigma has been lifted a little bit, right? Like five yeah. years ago, it was yeah. morally wrong to smoke a joint. Now it's kind of wacky, you know? <laughs> yeah. Fun. So yeah. I, th- I think there'll be, uh, over the next three to five years in Canada, you're going to see a massive shift in how the product's presented. So we, we have the association with Constellation because I think um, a, a beverage which contains no alcohol but has uh, cannabis as the intoxicant is going to be a more likely social norm than everybody who wants, you know, smoking a drink. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's going to be a whole bunch of things that happen first in Canada and really uh, change how the world looks at the product and the possibility. And next year, some of those, uh, you know, dudes or, or ladies at, at the Las Vegas Expo there can actually uh, put their company on their business cards. <laughs> you know, we're, yeah. every, every year we're getting closer to that, really, is what we're getting at. Exactly. 
Uh, Bruce, I, you know, I, I just jumped away from a big table full of rich people who want to talk about cannabis because I said, oh, shit, I forgot to call Todd. <laughs> go back and go, go to the money, man. Go, go, go. Yeah. Uh, my last question on it was an email question. I don't know why someone emailed us this, but they wanted to know what Bruce Linton's favorite cereal was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll bring that one next week. i got to think that through because there's got to be some brand building out of that answer. But there is, I think that's probably what we're thinking. Anyway, I love it. Bruce, enjoy yeah, the rest of the expo. Thanks, Thanks so much for the quick updates. We'll talk to you next Friday. Bye-bye. Cheers, man. What a good dude. Good dude. I love how he's like a, an awesome businessman, but then he's still a stoner, and that when you asked him about cereal, he was like, oh, there's too many choices. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he actually doesn't consume either, because we've what? had that conversation. He's oh not, he's not a consumer. Really? But, um, but has always thought about the benefits and, and has seen the benefits for people. What about CBDs? Is he a consumer of that? I don't think so, but I'm starting to go through my process. Nah, right now, I'm just starting it through Tweet. I'm going to sign up, and I, I've been my anxiety levels the last few months have been through the roof, right. and, and I want to deal with them. And I, do I, you, I don't I, want to deal with them by drinking less. Are you using anything other than booze to help with your anxiety? Zero. Do I don't, because I don't touch. Yeah. Like, I'll get a migraine, and I won't even touch an apple. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm that guy. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, touch anything medical. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of on the same uh, tip as you there. The CBDs especially, like, I know you know this from Melby in here and stuff like that, but, yeah, they're not psychoactive, man. So, like, you're not getting high. It's just, like, all the good stuff, none of the bad stuff, especially if you're just wanting to calm down. Like you're saying, like those uh, vape pens that he's talking about in your defunct uh, business there, but those things are actually really good. Yeah, uh, those vape pens and stuff, <laughs> especially those, I, I mean, they're disposable, whatever, but I mean, I do like those disposable ones, especially for the CBDs. Those are the ones that Nate Diaz was hitting after his fight. And we got yeah. him and he was with fucking Conor McGregor, and then afterwards he was hitting CBDs and he got fined for it. That's what he was doing. He wasn't getting high. He was just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just being, dude, just taking an Advil. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, a much healthier Advil. You should, you should Google my uh, the stock that I invested in. I lost a ton of money. It was called v, uh, VPOR. Look at the little stock. Paper. Look what it's at. The stock price. Paper. The VPOR stock price. Look at it. Oh, like, God. It's uh, it went up 13% today, but I think it went down already about 200% since I bought it. <laughs> it's at not even a penny. <laughs> How is that possible? Is that point oh oh one three? One paper pen that didn't make money. <laughs> Never invent some stupid pennies. Did they, like, blow up or something when you sucked on uh, them? No, I don't know. You know. There's some great penny socks, actually. you got to be careful. You, you, you know what? The, there's some. There's actually some amazing, amazing penny socks. And I, I, know some, I, I meant like blow up, like the pen blew up. Oh, the pen. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what the deal. I just don't follow. But I did. I honestly lost like you know. I probably didn't put it in the farm or anything. But did I accidentally uh, stumble on some trader slang? Is that what that um, is? Like blowing up? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought you were going to blow up. Like, I, I don't listen to any of that or know any of those terms. This is cool. Oh, we're learning. We're learning. We're okay, both learning. Yeah, right yeah. Now. There's, so there's pump and dumps, which you got to be careful of. Oh. That's where people will sort of pump a stock and hype it up and everything, and you'll see it like kind of incrementally going up, but a lot of people are just doing it. So then the word gets out, like they're seeing a stock raise. So everyone's like, we got to get in. This is the fucking move. And then all of a sudden, like, it gets to like, you know, 30 cents and 20 real quick. And then all the guys were pumping it just fucking boom, they sell. Is that illegal? Or yeah, is that no, it's totally legal because yeah. people do this. You know, I, and I'll tell you, because I've, I've made some money in the stock market and I've lost some money in the stock market. And the truth is this, everyone is accountable at that point to, to go into a stock and put your own money and hit send through your trade or whatever you're doing. I do it through my TD app. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone's got their own accountability issues. Like it's up to you. If you get caught up in the hype, that's your own fault. The scams lie in the fact where people can, if they were like, 
embezzle the money that then comes in. Like, there's still a lot of very strict reporting books, even within some of these sketchy companies. Yeah. Uh, so as long as they report, you know, it, but if people are pumping it and just building up hype and you get caught up in that hype, yeah, that's not that's not a scam. That's just you uh, being a little bit too late to the party. Uh, yeah, I guess so. He's having to look at the trends and everything that are happening. And shit. I, I, what he was saying is what I would probably put my money in if I was uh, betting on it would be the edibles because a lot of the people that come in uh, that came into the vapor lounges when I was working there and stuff, man, did not want to be smoking. Like, they sort of associate you know, the smoking with the with the moral corruption <laughs> or something like that. And how cool is that? Like, I asked him about his, the favorite cereal thing, and he already thought, well, wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah like wrong oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's telling you, like, days of reason. <laughs> I'm going to tweet out him, Tweetios will make the uh, the cereals logo. Like, tweet. do we know someone who's good at, uh, like, graphics, graphic design? Because they're no, studios tweet. Really. We should call them Tweetios. <laughs> do you think that's a good... You don't that's like pretty, that? No, that's pretty funny. Yeah. I wish we knew someone who actually had some skill. I know. Who has skill at that stuff? Do we know anyone who can do it? Hunter Collins? Hunter Collins is a killer at that. I thought it was Connor Collins, by the way. Can we call him on air? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we should break, because you got to talk to Jeff Abraham. Oh, okay, we got to break. I fucked up because I did this Indie Sleep boss with a bunch of comedians. And I thought I gave Hunter the address and I was waiting for him and I never just sort of follow up so, and then and I never gave him the address. Uh, no, so fucked up. And now you need photoshopping done. Not from him. <laughs> no, I, think, I think he's photoshopped me out of his life. Uh, <laughs> really? Uh, he's, not, he's not the kind of dude that holds a gun. We can call him. I can call him. Yeah, maybe we'll call him on there. Okay, we got Jeff Abram. We'll talk hockey. You watch a little hockey? Right? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm into it a little bit, yeah. Okay. Enough. Where are you doing shows? Uh, this weekend, we're actually doing a, a charity basketball tournament in Maple Leaf Gardens uh, to do a three-on-three all-comedy basketball tournament, 16 teams. So uh, we're doing that. And then... Uh, Where? Oh, when? How? Uh, Maple Leaf Gardens on Sunday at yeah, noon. Like in the cheese section? Yeah, no, man. We got in. We got in, though, where they, where they taped uh, when the hockey players do the figure skating with the ladies we're getting, there. We're getting a call here real quick, Blau. Sorry. Hi, uh, you're on air. Yes, Larry there? Larry here. Larry. Larry. Oh, Larry. Yeah. Larry. Larry. Larry Walker. No, Larry. Keep it, Larry. Well, who are you, fella? Don't worry about life. I need to speak to Larry. Ah, oh, you sound pretty. <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you wearing? What are you doing? Who is this? Who? This is this is Larry's brother, Harry. I'm so hard right now. What are you doing? Babe. Maybe he's still there. Oh, he thought he was going to fuck with me? You want to romp with me? <laughs> Larry. You got to have more than that, you sons of bitches. That's a real good bit, pranking the prank caller. Larry. Nothing to say. Not even a fucking Simpsons Mo joke. Like, you know, I need a man to hug and kiss or something lame like that. Come on. Not even a bubba buoy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Get your shit together, world. All right. Well, <laughs> um, so you're doing that. So where, how can people watch that? Um, yeah, you can just come on down. Uh, noon, we're doing it to raise some charity. There's 16 teams. It's three on three. It's uh, basketball action. It's all comedians. So most of them are chain-smoking alcoholics who don't know how to play basketball. We're going to have ladders. We have a smoke machine, my team anyway. Uh, that's uh, one of our main 
features. We actually got a guy on the team just because he had a ladder and a smoke machine. It's going to be sort of like Harlem Globetrotters if they didn't know how to play basketball. You know what I mean? That's sort of what we're going for tomorrow. But uh, there are like two teams. So like, you know, when dudes like actually take that shit seriously. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a charity tournament. They start like training six weeks before. Like, that, that, that was me when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, I got in a fight with uh, one of the bare naked ladies dudes at a hockey charity tournament. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, with Tyler, oh, yeah, we got like an actual fight, got thrown out over the music or over hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I wish you didn't hear my. It took one week to like two your songs. <laughs> yeah, well, weeks. You lasted a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Brandon Berman's here. We'll take a look. A little, a little break. Uh, Jeff from Permescent, Kayla Kozan will come in our comedy version that Pedro is creep. And then the bunch of uh, pussy cats will be here. Oh, and Cynthia Morella. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Dude, I'm saving the number one guy for last, uh, right? I like you were forgetting. And Bilal Vakani. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the Tweet Studios. You're listening to the Todd Shapiro Show. Catch us every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Channel 168, Canada Last. For previous episodes and bonus content, visit the Todd Shapiro Show.com. The Todd Shapiro Show. Channel Serious XM 168. The Todd Shapiro Show. You said you want to be the next Howard Stern of Canada. I love it. I think you're awesome. Canada Laugh. Serious XM 168. Pedro, I need someone for Pedro Pardis. Ah, Buddy, why do you look proud? <laughs> so proud. Like, I, I don't understand. Oh. Like, uh, oh my God, what did you eat? Did you eat, did you eat like a, a skunk that had just died for? Uh, it's all those Portuguese little ground potatoes you've been fucking eating. Tarasco oh chicken, bro. holy! What did you broke? Oh, my glasses just broke. Oh my god! My mouth. I'm, I'm eating your shit particles oh, right now. You know Everything is particulate. Oh, uh. fuck me, buddy. We were having like we just had a CEO on our show from. Yeah. Now we're licking your asshole. This is like, horrible. Where, why would you do that? There's a door in a whole office. Everyone left early. It's Friday. You, you couldn't hold it in. Talking to me. He's like shaking his head. No, no time. Oh, what did you eat today? What did you eat four weeks ago? What? A sandwich. What kind of sandwich? Was there like uh, dead dead grandparents on it? (laughs) No, it's ham and cheese. Well, tell your mom it's horrible, whatever she's cooking. Oh, my God. She should be deported. <laughs> Back to the fucking potato mines of Portugal with you, lady. That's the best one. You must be deported. <laughs> Let me thank sponsors. Let's clean it up here. What a show we have. 877-965-2844. If you want to talk hockey, call Jeff from Promethe. If you want to talk hockey, I want Jeff to take some calls. Call Jeff. You better call us today. If you don't call us, there's a lot, you know. I'll tell you, my boy uh, Boomer was telling me some guys at the fire hall listen to the show. All right, I'd like to hear that. Okay. God, I got all these sponsors. Step hosers. NDSleep.com. Get an ND mattress. L-A-U-G-H gets you $65 off the order of your mattress. NDSleep.com. 
That's ndsleep.com. We have 100 nights to try it out risk-free. Canadian-made ND mattress, ndsleep.com. Did I tell you laugh gets you $65 off the most comfortable mattress you'll ever experience in your life? Yes. It's important to sleep well. One-third of your life, right? Shoes, beds, and underwear. That's what you want to buy. I have terrible yeah. underwear right now, actually. Can we get an underwear sponsor? Yeah. Get, I'll, do, I'll do it for underwear. Um, nice gaunch. Gonch Why don't we have an underwear sponsor? I never came up. That's, That's why you guys aren't getting laid either. You never get one of those gonches <laughs> with the flames up the dick. You know? Hey, not your sponsor. Make you look like an old oh, cattle after your sponsor. Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Lake Wilcox Brewing Company. They have something for everyone, ranging from authentic style beers to uniquely crafted. And they invite you to try something new or relax with your favorite good beer or wait you at lakewilcoxbrewing.com. They're in the LCBO, the beer stores, or 1033 Edgeley Boulevard, just south of Von Mills Mall. And the good news is, you've collaborated in a beer called the Oomph Lager, the Todd Shapiro Show influenced beer. And that will be in beer stores as of January. Ten beer stores in Ontario. And a bunch of restaurants are putting it in there. So big things are happening. Thanks to Lake Wilcox. And thank you to BobbleheadsCanada.ca. If you want to buy a bobblehead for someone, maybe your CEO boss, maybe your son, maybe your daughter, maybe your freak out your grandparents <laughs> bobbleheadscanada.ca and if you use promo code TTSS that gets you 15% off okay let's play the ID Bolowski who can last the entire NHL regular season with Jeff Abraham from Promethe hey Jeff what's going on dude I'm just kicking it man always kicking it. You're chill. You're just enjoying life. But one question. What about your you know, listeners or maybe guests that go commando? Do they really want an underwear sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they need a shield for their back of their pants. A group, you know? <laughs> you sound like a free man, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you are Jeff is the coolest dude. <laughs> Jeff's probably the coolest guy I know, actually. Jeff's like... Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. So, you know what Jeff is? Jeff, Jeff's just like all real. You know what I mean? Sometimes too real. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. You're a pioneer. We need that I'm shit. A, I'm a trendsetter. Exactly. <laughs> we need you, we need full disclosure on everything. And, and then, you you know, people, we've talked about this a million times. And, and then you know what you get. And then you can just make a very exactly. informed decision. It's easy. I've never had anyone go to me. I wish I would have known how you felt on that subject. <laughs> That's something I've never heard. That is such a great line. Oh, I got a buddy Jesse like that. Good for you guys. Um, no, I've had an anxious week. I was like, I was, I was dabbling in stock market stuff here and there, day trading and stuff. I don't know. I make dumb moves. That stuff creates some anxiety. It really does. Yeah, I got. I, I played a little bit bigger. I played. I played a bit bigger than I maybe I should have this week. And did it work or not work or break? Uh, I'm holding for now. I, I think it can still. But, you know, the problem is this, is that, and you've, I'm sure you've heard this term a lot. People actually probably look at you and then say it because of you. But uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. And, like, I've, I've oh, literally, yeah. like, I've seen a bunch of dudes literally in the last three, four weeks make hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm like, if I just followed their lead, maybe I could have done the same. So then you start to try and catch up. But that's dangerous, isn't it? That never try to catch up, whether it's betting, whether it's stock market, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because I always tell people discipline is the absolute key. It's like if you go to buy a home and you go, I'm going to buy a home today, 
chances are you're going to make a bad decision because what you should do is go, here's the criteria I want to buy a home, this size of a home, this price, this location. And if you go and buying one on a certain day, what if that particular home isn't available that day? That means you're compromising what you really want. It's the same thing with stocks. You should be looking for a certain value proposition, you know, whether it's a market niche, whether it's a, you know, price to earnings or whatever. So if you go and go, oh, i got to get in on this, you're not, you have to have a strict criteria. This is what I want, and when something matches that, then you execute. If they don't, you shouldn't fear being out of the market. You should go, hey, there's nothing that I find the proper risk-reward ratio at this time. Well, Seth, could have talked to you on Monday. <laughs> you go, if I would have talked to you on Monday, I'd be in a better position right now, not going, I hope it comes back. <laughs> no doubt. I would have slept, too. Um, everybody's been there, and then you go, well... It was a bargain of this. I'm doubling down here. And then you go, oh, fuck. Now I'm tripling down. Then you go, uh-oh. <laughs> I know, because, again, I'm chasing. But, you know, my buddy told me, one of my buddies, Ed, he said, um, I didn't realize this, the same chemical in your body that is released for, like, anxiety and fear is the exact same one for excitement, too. So it's... it's exactly uh, the same one. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm... I don't know if I have a boner. I'm just shitting my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it might be both. <laughs> Blumpkin. <laughs> the best kind. Both of you have a really understanding woman. You know what I mean? Hey, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, back here in uh, Toronto, dude, I know, you know we'll talk all NHL today uh, for Jeff at Promescent.com. You, you, you know, you get this wonderful formula and you spray it in the area and then, boom, you're lasting way longer in the bedroom than you ever did and you're deep Increasing an orgasm gap, they ship great to Canada. Super to do, super easy to do, and obviously anywhere in America for our great American listeners as well. Uh, here in Toronto, dude, the Leafs have been without Austin Matthews now, and, and the Leafs have had, well, how many in a row have they won? I think it was five, five in, a row. in a row without this guy. Yeah, I know. Nylander came through big time for you guys in overtime yesterday. I was switching, watching. I was watching the Steeler game primarily. Then I had the Penguin game on. Then I had the Leafs game on, you know. But I taped all three, so then I watched the parts that I missed afterwards. But uh, that was a good game. That was a great game. Great save by Frederick Anderson, too. Um, what, do you, what is it about? Didn't we talk about this last week, about guys stepping up when, when stars go down? It always happens. Malkin's best games are when Crosby's out. It's, I swear to God. Yeah. Because they take on added responsibility, and they just feel it's their time to shine. And I don't know, maybe it's that adrenaline kicking in or whatever. But And you see how they're playing a tighter defensive game. I mean, one nothing. They don't play very many one nothing games when he's in there because they're scoring a lot of goals. So maybe it's the realization that, hey, we're, not, we're missing a key piece. Everybody's got to step it up. Hey, I think for sure they have. Yeah. And they're definitely, they've they got to play three periods. <laughs> That's a good they gotta, they gotta put they gotta put the puck in the back of the net. That's one thing that's for sure. Yeah. I think I think I think uh I may have overstated my hockey knowledge at the beginning of the show, sir. Okay. But you know what? I'm 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 good with I just I'm not at this dude's level. He's like talking about what kind of skates they're wearing and shit like that. I'm like I but hey, no, I agree. I always love when they talk to hockey and they do interviews, and you can tell guys still want to do an interview, and they go, what are the keys to this game? And they, I swear to God, they'll go, we've got to put puck in between their D or behind their D, 
get back there and forecheck and get on the puck and get our legs moving. Yeah, well, that's Thanks. one of the things that's I've... obvious. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. Really? Every yeah. single time they get interviewed, I've always noticed. I actually, like, I used to watch a lot in sort of, like, the Wendell Clark, Doug Gilmore era, like, back then in the yeah. 90s and stuff. And that was, really yeah. my brother used to make fun of that all the time, too, Jeff, was uh, the, the, the interviews in between was the same answers every time. That's sort of what I was making fun of. So they always say, well, you got to put the puck in the back of the net. You know, you got to play both ends. you got to play three periods. Those are always the three yeah. keys. <laughs> Give it 100%, 110%. Yeah. Corners. Yeah. Stop with the cliche. Literally, just have one standard line. Well, what are the keys to this game? At the end of the game, we can have more points than they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, also, I think we're expecting too much out of like, yeah, we're expecting too much to uh, for like nineteen-year-olds to articulate their feelings in between periods like that. <laughs> and don't you notice? And don't you love the fact when they interview the stars of the game in hockey after the game? invariably they go, oh, it was a very lucky bounce on my part, you know, and if it was like, you know, uh, well, now it's the Vegas Gold Knights, before that it was, you know, uh, Nashville, Neeler, like it was James Neal, Neeler sent me that great pass, I just happened to hit it in, then they interview James Neal, and he'll go, oh, well, I just got it on his stick, he made a great shot, oh, yeah. players are conditioned to give credit to others and always downplay their own achievements. After the NBA game, they interview LeBron James. He speaks himself in the third person. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We have a good, actually, we have a good clip from an NBA game from a uh, uh, post-game. Uh, these, guys are having, they're having, these guys are having a little fun yesterday. This is uh, James Harden and Paul George coming back. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Chief Chris Paul coming back. Chris Paul. I'm just saying, uh, happy to have a little midget back. He can help me with it. He can help me with that. But uh, you know, just coming off a, a, a soft loss at home, we wanted to bounce back, and uh, we did that tonight. Well, he's very happy to have you back, as we can tell here, Chris. You did make a return. Who gets that close to 50 and don't get it? You know what I'm saying? That's weak. We win. Yeah. Uh, did you hear what he said at the beginning, Jeff? Yeah, about being a midget. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I love it. There's no one who trash talks better than NBA players. No one. Oh, yeah, Jordan was supposed to be. Jordan and Bird were like two of the best, they the said. The best. Oh, yeah. The best. Well, you remember when Dr. J grabbed Bird by the throat and then Bird grabbed him, you know, that, in, that's that famous picture? They said that Larry Bird had trash-talked him to the point that he lost his mind. Wow, you know, I love that. Yeah, I don't want to be racial, but you don't want to picture a white guy in the NBA talking trash. You know what I mean? No, it's uncomfortable. Just when you said it, I was like, gosh, I wonder what he said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to be real delicate with the trash talk, you know. Yeah. Not only that, you're the lone Caucasian. I'd be afraid of a fight break. I need my own teammates for beating my ass. Right? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> um, but you what? have to respect the trash talk, and it's hilarious. But in hockey, it's more good-natured chirping. You've seen those, like, videos, you know, and I love it because they tend in hockey not to get personal, but it's like, what's your name again? Yeah, enjoy your two games up. You'll be back in whatever they named the league, like, in two games, you know, and I love that. I hey, absolutely love that. Hey, Jeff, well, which one of your guys, wasn't it one of your dudes on the uh, Penguins who smashed some dude last night? I don't think so. Who did that? Who smashed the guy over the head? Um, oh, no, I saw that highlight. That was brutal. Yeah, yeah, I'm Matthew, uh, what's his name, uh, Robido or whatever? Yes, yes, that wasn't us. Jesus, I saw that highlight. That was ugly. Oh, let me find that out. Who did that? Blah, you don't know that? No, I, just, I thought you were going to bring up, like, the Calgary and the Detroit. Look it up, look up the slash. No, the brawl was two days ago. Last night, there was, like, a two-handed slash right to the dude's head. Just Google it. Head. Right on and say, come on, Bilal, let's do this quickly. 
Well, that was ugly. Well, that was ugly. That NHL.com up. It was real ugly, yeah, man. That was ugly. Um, I want, I want, I thought he had the clip ready. I thought I sent it to him. No, dude, just go to news and just go to all. Oh, you're the one who's doing. You don't, you don't, you backhanded slash. That's not what you Google. Just so you guys know at home, Todd is beating the shit out of Bilal here. Yeah, the with, the, with the hockey stick. He's jersey on him right now. Come on. He needs a workplace attorney for abuse. Not really. Oh, man. I hate to see that abuse, you know? Yeah. That's real. That's nice. Blau could probably get the only, It's the only way he feels love. <laughs> I'm really upset we didn't have this lined up. Oh, here it is. They um, the Are they insane? Oh, the, it was uh, it was a dude on the Flyers, and he hit uh, Radko yeah, Gouda. Yeah, Radko. Yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, Radko Gouda. Who's and he's had suspensions in the past. What is this? What is, who is this meathead? He's a defenseman, I think. But oh, that was just ugly. I mean, that was just. I mean, dude, that was, he should have been arrested. That was assault. Yeah, but I'll play this. It's no, not it's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah, so and he does it on, uh, is that, did he smash Dave Grohl? Who is that that he hit there? It looks like Dave Grohl. The guy's helmet comes off. He, I think they said Dave Grohl, meaning it's a joke. The guy looks exactly like Dave Grohl. Oh, it's Matthew Parole. Matthew Parole. That's exactly On the Jets. But yeah, he nailed him. Dude, look, we'll put that up on the Facebook page.
Columbus and Pittsburgh will dominate by the end of that division, by the end of the year. And, you know, Washington, I told you beginning of the year, remember they started off 3-0 and and Ovechkin had eight goals in the first three games, and I said, trust me, they choked last year. All they did was subtract three good players and add no one. So they're not going anywhere. Yeah, I think his, uh, his preseason roids wore off or something. <laughs> yeah, drug testing a little more heavily during the regular season. <laughs> I wonder, you know, uh, who knows. How, how many points does he have now, this Ovechkin dude? Let me tell you. I think he's like third or fourth in the league in goals after being way ahead. Yeah, he's got 19 points, 13 goals, 6 assists. Um, yeah, he's quite the assist guy. His assists aren't really assists. They're when he shoots and somebody tips it in, okay? I think the next pass he makes that he's actually intending to pass for a goal will be the first. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've met him in the past. I, he was actually a pretty nice guy. I kind of... You know, well, obviously I want the Leafs to do well the way you want the Penguins to do well. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I would be really happy for a guy like that before he ended a career to get a cup. I know you hate me saying that. What's that? Yeah. No, to finally get a cup because all everything I read, he is a fairly good dude. Yeah, he's a good dude. I mean, maybe the Putin supports a little. Although he's knocking on that train now. Oh, knocking on that. Yeah, because they don't want their families hurt back home. Yeah, I understand. When people say that. Oh, do you believe that they both came out pro-Putin? Pro I go, well, if their families don't want to be executed, they probably had no choice. It's Putin, okay? I mean, come on. I'm pro-Putin, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pro-Putin. Okay? <laughs> Dude, if you ever go to a Penguins Capitals game, you got to bring that sign in. Colby's <laughs> pro-Putin, you're pro-Putin. <laughs> Tell O'Gorman, tell O'Gorman your signs last year in the playoffs. Oh, there was one that said, uh, it, I, I, it was right at the time when the Black Lives Matter move was on, and my sign, this is after Crosby got uh, cross-checked in the back of the head, and he missed that game with a concussion. I said, Crosby's life matters. It was huge. And I picture him laying there on the ground concussed, and then underneath it said, that was, hashtag, that's not a hockey play, because... The coach had come out, that little weasel for uh, Washington. The guy looks like a gerbil. What's his name? Bruce Boudreau uh, or whatever? Is that no, the old one. The new one is that oh. freaking... Oh, um... What's his name? Yeah, yeah, the, the coach of the Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not exactly, you know, uh, you know, Tom Cruise or, you know, Brad Pitt, but that guy's ugly, okay? I'm not freaking gerbil, all right? I think that's the only thing we have left is guys. The only thing they can ever do now is tell other guys you're ugly, right? Like, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'll preface it by saying I'm not exactly good looking, but I can appreciate someone who's just plain out and out hideous, okay? <laughs> that guy is really gross. And so I had that sign, and then another one, it had a, it had a picture, and Niskan is the guy that had cross-checked him, you know, at, at 30 plays and knocked him out. And I knew they checked because I had these little signs before we could go in. So I had another one, and it said Niskin and Is, and they had a picture of a little pink female dog in a cage. And it obviously was inferring to Niskin is a bitch, right? But I knew if I put out print when they saw my sign, they wouldn't let it in. So they made me, I had the signs rolled up with a you know, little rubber band around them. So when I go in through security, okay, let me see the signs. We have to approve them. And the security guard looks at me and says, well, this one's, you know, edgy, but I'll let it go because you actually didn't write the word bitch on there. I go, no, I would never do that. 
So I get down to my seat. I have Pearl sign. I pull a Sharpie out of my freaking pocket, right? And I write in bitch on the bottom, huge. And the people sitting next to me are laughing. I said, I knew that this wouldn't get through. And the guy actually told me, I wouldn't let it through if you put bitch on there, right? So then I was like in between timeouts. I was hanging because my seats were on the glass right next to the Capitol's bench. So I was hanging over the bench, putting it right in their face. And Trotz called security, and I almost got thrown out. And the security guard came over, and he goes, Sir, how old are you? And I go, uh, 59. He goes, Sir, we're old enough to give me a little more mature than this. I'm like, what? He goes, I was sent over here to throw you out. But obviously, you can afford these seats. You're smart enough to realize you can't do that. If you do it again, I'm going to throw you out. But can you please refrain from hanging over into the Capitol bench and sticking his in her face? I go, yeah, you're right. That's a little immature. Okay, I'll, I'll find my P's and Q's from this point forward. I didn't do it anymore. But I had both of those hanging over. Then I had one that actually got on TV, and it I was something derogatory. I forget what I said. I had a picture. Of, oh, I said proof that hit, hits to the head cause brain damage. Then it was a picture of Mike Milbury. Fighting <laughs> 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 the important fight. That's hilarious. Hold that thing up and they actually showed it on TV. I died. Oh, wait till next year. He's for Putin. I'm for Poontang. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get on Sports Center, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, you gotta get you gotta get uh, when the NHL eventually when they eventually uh, we said this last week too when they eventually get advertising you gotta advertise on the jersey then you can do what you want. <laughs> oh, does that be great? Hey, I'm one of the league advertisers. Okay, I'm one of the sponsors. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, it's like Cuban. Like Cuban got away with shit for years just because he was Cuban. He was Cuban. He was that. It becomes a standard. We have that as our president now. I swear to God, stuff that would have been appalling before, stuff that people would have said, how dare you? It's like, oh, it's him, okay? So we've now, we have, like, well, he's not a real president. He's that freaking, you know, reality guy, so he's allowed to do stupid shit. But I believe in some in classrooms, you can go, okay, we have an exception. There should not be a dumbed-down version of the fucking president, okay? The president, there should be a certain set of standards that's not you know, uh, viable or not variable until we readjust his behavior. When you're the president, you should be smarter and more ethical than most people. You think? I would believe so, you know? His tweets were classic this week. Oh, uh, I wonder if the UCLA players will thank me for getting them out of the Chinese prison. He's, like, so petty. Yeah. And, and, uh... Seriously, how... It's your job. You're the fucking president, okay? And, I mean, literally now, you have to be thanked for every single thing you do. I mean, I don't understand it. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. Yeah, I, like you're already the president of the United States, okay? Well, you won that. You don't, you, you've got enough recognition. Yeah, you don't need <sighs> to have your little fragile ego stroke daily, and you don't need to be petty. And the funny part is, how about yesterday when he came out saying about Al Franken, you know, oh, you know, the way he treats women is disgusting. You know what I mean? Here's a picture of him, you know, pantomiming like he's touching a woman's breast. Excuse me, you're the guy on tape going, I grabbed them by the pussy. Okay? You're the pussy grabber, okay? You're not the moral police when it comes to men treating women fairly. Yeah, and, and that, I, I agree with you on that picture, too. That Franken picture, it doesn't even look like he's touching a woman, does it? He's not touching her. He's basically joking. He's a comedian. Yeah, he's you know, it's somewhat, you know, like not 
politically correct, of course, but we can't get to a point where we forgive someone who rapes people and brags about grabbing them by the pussy, yeah, okay? Yeah. That's a whole different and world. And allow yeah. them to say that someone else's behavior, you know, pretending like he's touching her breast is morally offensive. This is the same guy who has not told Roy Moore, who has openly dated 14-year-olds when he was 35, that he should drop out of the Senate race. Yeah, bro. That guy even, like, was a couple of times uh, was banned from different shopping centers where he's from for, like, picking up 15-year-old girls. He was years old. Yeah. And, and he was a district attorney. That's he was right. banned from a shopping center because he was hanging out with 15-year-old girls. And then... Maybe he just was a skateboarder was, or something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> His original excuse was, well, I asked their mothers. Well, let me ask uh, the fact. Uh, but yeah, that's Alabama. Who knows who's a mother, who's yeah. a cousin, who's a brother? It's all just one big joke. I asked pit. my wife. Yeah. It's all just a bunch of, just a bunch of fucking and rib sauce. So gross, man. I asked my wife was okay to date my daughter. You yeah. Know? I mean, the fact you're 37, you're asking permission of someone's mother to date him should be the first red flag that there's something a little bit untoward going on. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially when he's a fucking assistant DA as well. Oh, which so is gross. I'll tell you though, you know, your your whole your I know you got to run here, Jeff, but uh, Jeff from Promotion.com, your whole. Your whole system is so fucked, and all the fucking atrocities that, that we're finding out now from both sides, this isn't a party affiliate thing. We're just learning there's a lot of fucking pervs, man, with a lot of power. And, and, and I saw Roseanne Barr tweet yesterday. She just wrote, both parties are wicked. And I just thought that was the, that was the best tweet, I thought. Look at the entertainment industry. Look at it. It's everything. It's our society here is just disgusting. It's disgusting. It's just, it makes me cringe. Yeah, man. You know what doesn't make me cringe? These weekly updates. I love them. All <laughs> 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 such a beauty. Permessive.com. Uh, we can't wait. To, we got we to gotta plan a trip uh, to Pittsburgh, so I'm going to see you soon. Love it, man. But I'll give you an update next week on my uh, <coughs> owner's box, you know, yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good luck. Just uh, You know what you should do at one point? What's the owner's name again, Jeff? Bill Foley. Bill Foley. Just go, Bill. And, and be like, what? You there's not enough chicken fingers in here. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you something. There better be something better than fucking chicken fingers. Okay? <laughs> yeah, okay, you're right. If there's chicken fingers, I may go sit down the regular some, you know, a burger or something. You know? God, I'd love to be in the owner's box in Vegas with that. Like, there's probably oh, so much stuff. Oh, man, just oh, hanging with showgirls and stuff like that. <laughs> showgirls on skates. Celine Dion. <laughs> like all that. <laughs> yeah, carrot top. The whole, yeah. the whole Vegas trip. Carrot top pulling out the hockey players for them to go on the ice. <laughs> you don't want to see carrot top in person, trust me. Oh, you've yeah. that before, too. He's even worse than Gary Trotz. Gary looking. Yeah, his face has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. He made a lot of money pulling shit out of boxes. Yeah, okay. Yo. He's had so much Botox. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thanks, buddy. See you, man. All right, buddy. Cheers. Have a good week. Thanks, my man. Have a great weekend. You're awesome, dude. Uh, Jeff Bye, from Madison.com. We'll be back in a moment. Looking forward to hanging out with Anthony Corelli. Who's Anthony Corelli? The Milan Miracle. Who's the Milan Miracle? It's not the Portuguese farter, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, former wrestler Santino Morella here with Brian O'Gorman. Such a fun Friday. Thanks for hanging out with us on Canada Last Shed on 168 in the Tweed Studios. 
You're listening to The Todd Shapiro Show. Catch us every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Channel 168, Canada Lab. For previous episodes and bonus content, visit the Todd Shapiro Show.com. The Todd Shapiro Show. Keep trying. I met my girlfriend off one of those apps and it's getting a year now, so. That's nice, man. You were probably not a virgin before you met her last time. Canada <laughs> <laughs> Lab, Sirius XM Mesomacom, you just heard from Jeff, ED1000.ca, the only clinical proven therapeutic treatment of erectile dysfunction. It works, man, if you're, if you, and it happens, dudes, don't be embarrassed. ED1000.ca, go there right now and find out more about it. Thanks to BobbleheadsCanada.ca, TTSS gets you 15% off. Click in, you can get car seats there. Uh, what about NDSleep.com? Uh, laugh, if you use promo code laugh, $65 off, Pedro. And thank you very much for the Argonauts. Big game. We give away all our tickets. We give away a ton of tickets. So uh, thanks to all the people who are... And by the way, if you're listening and I haven't reached out to you to give you the tickets, it's because uh, they, they actually haven't given me the tickets yet, but I'm like, I'm getting the tickets, and I'll make sure you get the tickets, so don't panic. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's true. Like, they're, they're PDFing me tickets or something. I don't know. Um, and thank you to... Uh, what else? Uh, Omni Jewel Crafters, Lake Wilcox Brewing Company, Great Beer. And, yeah, that's good. And now it's time for another amazing chance! Oh, Gorman co-hosting, are you a wrestling guy? Yeah, man, I was a huge wrestling guy, especially growing up, love it. Oh, you know, do you know who this is, Jim? I'm very aware, yeah. I was also, like, super pumped that you were coming in to talk to you about this. Uh, did you watch the Ric Flair doc? Yeah, I have not seen it yet. I'm actually waiting for, uh, uh, you know, the right time where I can sit down and... And enjoy the whole thing without being distracted. Maybe maybe it's Santino Morella. You may know him as the Milan Miracle. You may know him as the father of your child. I don't know. Uh, uh, Whatever you say, Santino. Uh, (laughs) I like you. Oh, thanks. I I got some funny, wicked news, actually. It just popped into my head. So, growing up, I did judo. I was on the provincial team, I was on the national team. And, you know, I stepped away from judo for like 15 years while I did pro wrestling. And uh, then I opened Battle Arts. So now, for the last year and a half, I'm the judo coach. So I actually got my certifications, and uh, my lower back was feeling pretty good. And there was a tournament recently, kind of the, the, the judo season kind of starts in September. There was one in Kitchener. I looked at my wife, and I said, you know what? I'm going to jump in this tournament. First tournament in 19 years. I've only played open weight. Like, anybody, bring them on. Like, what, four days? So anyway, it was a big mistake. I shouldn't have done I, mean, I wasn't in shape. I mean, I'm fighting 12-year-olds. and I mean, I can beat all my 12-year-olds. But, uh, you know, there's a whole certain cardio and, and arm strength. Anyway, first match, lock up with this guy. I'm like, oh, snap. This is going to be a long five minutes. This guy is strong. He competed in the Commonwealth Games. or sorry, the Pan American Championships. I, 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 I score on him, and I eke out a victory, like just gutted out, to the point where I never really recovered. So then the next match, 
I lost in the overtime by a penalty, and then I win the next two matches. So I end up three and one, and I'm, you know, very sore the next day. Like, I mean, sore, like regretting it. And then I find out this last weekend that that first guy I beat was the number two guy in Canada. Wow! And I'm like, damn, bro. Okay. So what if I train? <laughs> yeah. If I train for that, I'm, I'm, I'm bragging right now because I was kind of shocked. You were bragging. That's unbelievable. You're awesome, 64 dude. years old. <laughs> <laughs> when you're an old fighter, you always kind of wonder, you know, you got anything left in the tank? And I'm like, I, I got five minutes of anybody. But that's it, five minutes, and I'm finished. Buddy, that's a, I'm so, like, that's unbelievable. Because you don't look strong. That's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, it's amazing whether, like, you know, the you, you, guys who pick fights at bars and shit. Like, you never fucking know. Like, I'm just saying, you're not the biggest dude in the world, but no, you're, yeah, but you're yeah, just, are you just a fucking rock? Like, have you just known that from day one? Like, like when, I always wonder, like, when, when kids grow and become adults and stuff, do your parents know they're like, that kid's been a rock since he's been, like, three years old. Like, have you always kind of heard that? Uh, well, I started taking judo at nine, so, you know, as soon as you're, if you have some uh, potential and you go into something, you'll 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 really you know improve quickly. So I was fighting men at like 15. So that's kind of when I started really. You were like nine and ten. No, no, I was 15 years old. Oh, okay. I was fighting. I was fighting men. Oh, you're fighting. Oh, sorry. Okay. Wow. Adults and stuff and and, and winning. So. Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah, Kudo's one of the ones that actually made it through MMA. It sort of like stood the test of uh, the sort of uh, mashing together of all the different martial arts. There's a lot of that kung fu, like all the Wing Chun, a lot of that. There's a couple things in it that are pretty good, but mostly fell apart. Like it's mostly what, like Judo, Jiu Jitsu, right? Yeah, Judo and Jiu Jitsu are, are, are cousins, like first cousins. Uh, in fact, Judo was derived from Jiu Jitsu. So when Hoist Gracie won the first UFC, yeah. and it looked like he's wearing a Judo gi, I'm like, I knew it, I told you, I used to be an advocate. Because karate, taekwondo, kung fu, they were all more popular than judo. Judo is the bastard child, just forgotten about. Even amateur wrestling and boxing is more, was more popular than judo. And I'd be like, I'm pretty sure my judo skills will beat your skills. <laughs> and I used to get a lot of fights and defend, defend judo. And finally, grappling got its, its uh, just recognition. I, I had something similar growing up, uh, but I just defended my judo. They make bagels out of judo. Fucking martial arts jokes. What's up? That's awesome. Oh man. So okay, I'm so this is crazy. So so uh, you're you're fighting again now? Is it is no, the one and done? Do it more. No, he's the number two guy. I'm your trainer. I want to be like that little guy in fucking rock. Oh yeah, we'll get you a cigar and a hat. National coach from back in the day emails me. He's like, "Hey, congratulations on your return to competitive judo." He goes, "Unless your wife doesn't mind changing your diapers when you're in a wheelchair, I'd stick to coaching." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, that's some raw truth for me." Wow. Thank you. Well, you did it, man. Okay, so uh, actually, this is a good thing. My kid's coming in today. He's yes. two. Yeah. I wanted to already put. Is it too young to put him in judo? I'm not joking. My kid drop kicks me in my sleep. Like he's crazy. I found slap shots at the bar. Yeah. yeah. Gimmick. He is a good shot. Yes. No. Like, but he loves kicking. Like he'll just be lying like uh, horizontally or whatever, and then he'll like he'll kick me. And I'll be the left to him. Like, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, can he, I want, and my wife even said, we thought, like, what, what is the youngest age that parents listening right now that you could put your kid in this stuff? Because I want them to learn well, the I stuff. I think toddlers. When the zombies can, come, I want them to be able to be ready. Yeah, toddlers can do, I think, some uh, karate's a little easier because you just kind of you do that. But judo, I did a punch motion for people. To <laughs> it was super uh, quick. But, yeah. but judo, yeah, you, have, you have to flip the guy. You hurt a guy in the car, you're so strong. Yeah. <laughs> judo, you have to flip the guy. It's, and it's not um, like you can do it and not have a successful 
uh, yeah. maneuver, you know what I mean? So you can get frustrating for really young kids. Um, five or six for judo, I think karate, you can taekwondo, you can do a little bit younger. Okay, so five or six. So I got a, I got a few. And you're like, well, you'll give me a deal, right, in the school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the only reason I brought him in here. <laughs> I mean, no, my kid. But um, do parents know? Like, how do you know when your kid's, like, maybe right for it or not right? Because has that ever happened? Parents really want their kids to get involved in this kind of early contact kind of stuff. Yeah. And, the, and the, do, do kids ever get freaked out by it? Well, there's two different types of parents. Some parents come in, they're like, please. My son is an absolute pussy health <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's uh, funny. I have to, like, some of the... What's that, Pedro? <laughs> some of the Russian parents... Hey, sorry, sorry. Like, so, uh, Anthony, what, what's that, Pedro? That would have helped you. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad your parents didn't... Pedro, he's a pussy! He's a pussy for the midnight! I'm not kicking back! He's a pussy! I'm not kicking one day! He's 35, her mom's doing this. Hey, it's never yeah. too late, man. I can teach you. Yeah, do it. Dude, that'd be awesome. You'll come out with a big swinging dick after. Yeah, grows, but grows. Judo grows your dick. Yeah. yeah. You didn't know that shit? So we slip out. If you don't know now, you know. I, um, I've been banned from judo because of that reason. Todd threw out his back real hard from a big, big dick growing. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, Why is his back so stiff all the time? Oh. Oh. So, like, on the other, on the other side, are there people that are, like, uh, they're maybe too aggressive when they come yeah. in? Like, yeah. you don't want to teach them because maybe no, they're like, my kid's getting in trouble at school. And he's, uh, he needs an outlet. And there's kids that are animals. And, and you, you can see the difference already. I'm talking eight, nine, ten years old. The personality types are, are already established. And there's kids that's just genetics. They can't do one push-up. One. And they struggle for years. And I, 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 I learned the heart. I recently got my coaching certification. I found out I'm not supposed to, like... That works when I was a kid. You know, yeah. I, I had an old school sensei, but I can't do it anyway. But some kids can fire off like 30, 40 push-ups. It's just genetic. genetic. Yeah, it's genetic. But it's good for everybody. If you're a pussy, you're going to be less of a pussy. And if you're a beast, you're going to be a fucking beast. You know? Coach of the year, Anthony Corelli. Have you ever seen someone go from pussy to beast? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, sometimes puberty is very kind, you know? Oh, there you go. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's great, man. What's the school? Where can people find information about Oh, that? Battle Arts Academy. It's in Mississauga, battlearsacademy.ca. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I coach Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, adult, you know, and I'm really connecting with my, my, my first love, you know, and it's, it's fun. Uh, Are you loving life? I'm loving it. I'm loving not being on the road anymore. Yeah. Holy crap. I was hunting last week. Where are you hunting? I was hunting up in uh, the Georgian Bay. I want to go hunting. I'm going to go get my gun license and go hunting. I murdered Bambi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I call them all Bambi. Yeah. That's <laughs> people. But I was tracking I was literally tracking him. Like, I mean, just testosterone. And all of a sudden, the tracks went through the woods, and I look up, and I see this big butt jumping through the woods. I'm like, oh, there, there he is. So I'm texting my buddy, going, he's coming towards you. Get ready. And, uh, yeah, we didn't get him. Smart, smart little bastards. Yeah, good. Yeah, they're, they're adapting, man. Oh, yeah. and those deer finally, like in, in a thousand years, come their karma for humans. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'd be a good, you know, Sharknado? We yeah. shoot deer NATO. Their opposable thumbs kick in. We're dead. Oh, my God. Um, so, and, and you're doing comedy tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's once in a while. Actually, I'm doing that because I'm kind of uh, not tackling my fear, but I want to do it's Okay, but when it comes to pro wrestling and judo, I know what I'm doing. But comedy is... When you get up on stage, God, you do something and there's crickets, that's terrifying. So we're going to be, it's an improv show and I have some really good teammates that are there. They're my safety net. So 
Um, and my, my wife invites like 20 friends to make it worse. So Where are you I, doing that? I said the comedy club tonight. I think Ossington Blue Area. Oh, comedy bar. Comedy bar, comedy bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah right on. Man. And uh, it's 10.30 at night, so it's uh, it's quite late. But oh, it's but it's a good place, man. That place is packed on Friday night, man. Too, yeah, man. It's fun. really fun. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, it's a good time. So how long have you been doing comedy? Is this the first time? Uh, no, uh, well... Ask, yeah, and any questions, ask a Gorman over here. Like, oh, I, 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 I'm like a dirtbag road comic. Like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, comics and wrestlers, huge similarities. Just yeah, on the road, town to town. Cocaine. You know, I, I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, you were like, oh, I'm so happy to be back on the road. So I'm getting into comedy, and my head it was like, oh. <laughs> 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 you know, I don't like where this goes. But yeah, man. But did, you, did you ever try and do, a, like, for example, you did one routine, maybe with alcohol, <laughs> and then you tried it with cocaine and it was not as fun? <laughs> I don't think I've done blow on stage maybe once, and it was like, I yeah, got about a reason. halfway through, and then you start wanting more, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's like the first half of the set was so funny, and then the last half was me just like, hey, I gotta get the fuck out of here right here. <laughs> <laughs> I never did it after that. Hey, you know that, uh, what was it, like Jonah Hill? Yeah. He used to be fat, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> when he lost all that weight... He, he was a guest. I'm talking, ah, fuck, I don't care. He was a guest at uh, Raw. He was at backstage, and he was his voice was all fucked up. And this is as he's losing the weight. So he's skinny as shit, and he's pissed, and he wants to get out of there. And I parties in Toronto here, so I'm looking around going, this guy hasn't slept yet. This guy's been partying all fucking night. He just got famous. He's finally getting pussy. He's doing blow because the chicks want blow, and he has to hang out there and not look like a loser. So he's doing blow. So he has come straight from the hotel room, to this thing, he's just pacing, and his hands are fucking clenched. And uh, he was looking for the first excuse. This is my, this is my theory, which I'm I'm sure. pretty sure my theory is right. I'm <laughs> never really wrong. <laughs> and uh, as soon as he had, you know, the first opportunity, he fucking booked it out of there. And I'm like, why would he want to get the fuck out of there so bad? And his scratchy voice, he's just like smoking cigarettes all night, pacing in the hotel room. Anyway. I'm wow, like, man. Monday Night Wrestling, was he wrestling in that? No, we had this like uh, thing for a while where we had special guest appearances, special guest managers, and so it was cool. Cause for like two years, I met like all these amazing iconic celebrities and stuff. Don Johnson and Peter Herman and Bob Barker and what? all these guys. Yeah, it was That's awesome. cool. Dude, he did a bit with Trump. Yeah, like, 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 like it was on Raw. He showed us to us many times. Like Trump actually looks in the camera. They come and knock you. I'll never forget that. Yeah. It's amazing. They're like Trump. Don't look in the camera. He could not resist looking yeah. right in the yeah. camera. Yeah. What, was that the one like where they made the gif of it where he's like beating up CNN? You know, and they put the, the oh that was uh, that was uh, around that time, but that oh. wasn't that one. Yeah, my goodness. I love how he just like was in wrestling and now he's the president. It's fucking what a world. Oh, I, I, knew the, I knew the apocalypse was upon us when John Stewart went to wrestling after his late show and, and Donald Trump from wrestling went over to the presidency. Like, yeah, yeah. here was a guy who was like our political satirist for years and years and years yeah, yeah. and then was just jumping on a wrestling stage yeah. and yet, you know, John the satire Stewart, became the president. Yeah. John Stewart's son is like a wrestling, he knows everything. It's crazy. So, but he, you know, we're backstage at MSG in New York and meeting his son and his, it was a actual pleasure to talk to. His son knew everything. It was, it was impressive. Well, Anthony, my son Bilal, uh, also knows a lot. And, uh, no, no, I fucked your mom. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not doubting that. Um, you're my kid. And, and you have some wrestling questions. Yeah, Survivor Series this Sunday. It's one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. Big point. Um, and there's rumors today that, uh, cause Jinder Mahal's not on the card. He's the former WWE champion. And now AJ Styles is going to face Brock Lesnar. What is the percentage chance that Jinder Mahal 
ruins that amazing championship match as he's ruined everything, including my home country of India. Uh, <laughs> just, just do me a favor. Give a little backdrop to people who know nothing about wrestling for that. Okay, so there's so Survivor Series is one of the biggest events. Not in the that. Year. That's okay. a little far. Yeah. About Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Just okay. like he was a just like yeah. you know, bring him. Jinder Mahal is a Canadian kid from Calgary, Alberta, who has is an Indian background. And uh, I believe his dad even drives to like the Calgary Transit and stuff like that. He's a really good guy. He's an awesome guy. And he paid his dues. He got like ridiculed. He was in the, not ridiculed, he was in like a comedy joke group that 3MB and all that stuff. Paid his dues, got super strict about his diet and his training. And Vince is a body guy. If you're jacked, you're going to have an opportunity because Vince ah. loves that. He shows up. So he was fired. Got rehired. Showed up jacked and shredded to the fucking gills. And all of a sudden... I mean, he's, anyway, he gets this push. Now, the, the 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 network and app was like, you know, launching in India or something. So, hey, the stars aligned. He was given an opportunity. He did really, really good. And he became the champion. He was the champion for uh, six months, right? Yeah, so that's five, six months, yeah. So he goes back to India for like a media tour. Did you see some of the pictures? He yeah, was like, royalty. the Indian media. Yeah, like the stages in, in Bollywood. It's like... Um, Dancing with the stars type stages, or, or who's, what's it called? Uh, think you can dance, that kind of stuff. Massive, massive stages. And he's in every single top news thing. So anyway, he just lost the title. And I'm really hoping he doesn't appear. I want him to be the champion, period. He's my boy. I want him to win it back. You like, are you, like, like are you buddies with him away from it? Like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. If, he comes, if he's in Toronto, he comes to the gym and stuff. No and way. He's a, you we party, on the show. We party oh, together in Europe and... Uh, I love hearing those stories. The guys that pay their dues away from it like, yeah. and get that chance. And the fact, I used to wrestle him quite a bit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And then AJ Styles is this like midget compared to Brock Lesnar, right? Like, is that AJ the deal? Styles might be smaller he's like a than me. Weight. He's like, yeah. he's well, he's about 200 pounds. Okay, yeah, right. But he's a uh, little person, I think is the correct term. I apologize. No, I no, think he's much more. There's a champion. No, no, I'm just saying, I said, oh. I, said the, I, didn't, I said the N-word. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad. I don't know. I don't think you can. Like, but I heard James Harden say it, and it was in my head. It was fresh. I'm blaming James Harden. I'm serious. You think he played just to validate what I'm saying? Yeah, just find that. Find that clip because James Harden said it last night on a broadcast. I was called. Uh, you know the thing about the Jim Cornette thing? Dude, uh, someone, someone, someone emailed me and wanted me to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, so he was calling me a Canadian midget, and then finally. Okay, cool. Okay, let's just finish Lesnar and okay, Styles. Yeah, yeah. Let's get him this great story. I love when Santino Morales. Where's he at? Where's he at? You're going to lose your shit. This is crazy. Okay, you're going to love it. Brian O'Brien, we're in the Tweed Studios just to reset everything. And uh, Anthony's just telling us about this big Survivor Series match. It's with uh, it's with, it's with uh, the smaller guy and this bigger guy. Yeah, small guy's my size. Yeah. And Brock's a beast. Okay. Very hungry. He used yeah. to walk around with a battle axe. He's just a mass. I used to see him every week, and every week I'd look at him and go like, my God. He doesn't look real right. He, he cuts to, to 265 when he fights in the UFC at heavyweight, so he has to cut down to yeah. 265. Randy Orton yeah. told me, he goes, the sickest thing I ever saw was Brock Lesnar at about 300 pounds, fire off like 35 pull-ups. Oh, my <laughs> God. So for, not only is he bigger than you, he's also proportionally stronger than you. Wow. And you probably like, run long, fat longer than you, too. That's what I mean about, yeah. like, pure strength. Like, it's just, like, some people are just born with massive advantages. He's a Viking. He's a Viking. He, he would, like, yeah, if this was 500 years ago, he'd be just running through towns and drinking people's brains and taking their women. You know what I mean? Like, just a Viking. Imagine, you know? I would imagine they go, come on, he, he just challenged you. You've got to go out in the field and fight him. You're like, oh, I don't want to. Oh, no, <laughs> lose. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's now. It's, over. it's over. Yeah, I know. Fuck, all right, give me oh. some more drinks then, I guess. Yeah, you know what I mean? That did you ever, did you ever drink with Brock? 
Brock, Brock uh, was kind of gone for a while when I was okay. there. And when he came, um, our overlapping time, he kind of had his butts and everything. Uh, it was very, very little overlapping time. It's a shame because I really like Brock and I wish we had a chance to bond a little more. Nice to know how much that guy can put back. Like how many beers he could do before he fucking passed out. He's a farmer. He's a farmer. Yeah, he lives in Saskatchewan, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunting and shit. Crazy. Last UFC, he was wearing Canadian shorts, too. Eh? Right. I think Even he's being a bit of a heel. was Canadian. On Twitter, I was kind of hinting, though, invite me to go hunting with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Brock. Um, okay, so so let's hear let's uh, let's hear the story. Let's hear oh. this. Uh, yeah, this hook and, and give me back because I don't know yeah. nothing that well. So two thousand and five, I I was in Japan for two thousand and four. Made a mistake. I overstayed my tourist visa. I'm kicked out of Japan. So now I'm like shit. I got to figure out a new game plan. I drive down to Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, I moved down. I pack up my car, map printed up a map quest, and I drove down there. And uh, it was the summertime, so my it was, sorry. It was May. My daughter comes down to hang out with me for a month. And I, just, I was in the beginner's class. I just got moved to the intermediate class. And they go, hey, if you're in the intermediate class, you can come watch the OVW TV taping where the up-and-coming wrestlers get to, you know, do TV. And then that TV show is sent to the office, WWE, and they kind of see who's evolving and, and uh, who's going to get called up next. Uh, so anyway, I get there day one, first day, with my daughter and some guys in the class go, yeah, there's a section over there for us to go sit. So I sit there. The show's going on. It's the debut of the Boogeyman. And the Boogeyman, um, he has a painted face and horns, but the ring lights were kind of melting his makeup a little bit. So his horns kind of were sliding down <laughs> to fix it, and they slid down and fixed it. So some people were laughing. Yeah. And Jim Cornette is, Jim Cornette, you know who Jim Cornette is? Yeah. So he was in, I don't actually. Hey, you set it up. He's an older yeah. guy. He's been around. He was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Memphis Wrestling, WCW. He's a manager, and he used to have a tennis racket. Oh, he, I know who he is. He yeah, managed yeah. some of the greatest tag teams in history. And he's, he's from Cornette. He, 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 was, he was iconic. I still Bobby the Brain. No, no, never. Okay. And uh, so anyway, he's pissed off. Now, the boogeyman, little do I know, is supposed to exit out a door behind me. No one gave me the, the, the 411. So he turns towards us abruptly, and I'm thinking, oh, this guy's going to scare the shit out of my daughter for me and do me a solid. So anyway, I'm sit, I sit back with a smirk on my face as he's approaching us, and Jim Cornette takes that as, as I'm being disrespectful to the boogeyman. I'm not selling it. I'm not. So he freaks out and goes, run, run, whatever. So we all jump out of the way, and the boogeyman exits out the emergency door, and that's it. And then one of the referees, Goose Mahoney, came and said, hey, uh, were you just sitting here in the yard? can you come backstage? And I can see in his face, he's like, he's like, damn, I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. So I go backstage. I'm thinking I did something good and they like the way I did whatever, sold or something. And he comes up to me freaking out. Would you think this is a goddamn joke? And he goes, pat, slap me. And uh, I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? And since we're boys, I'll be honest, I smoked a joint a little bit earlier, about half an hour before that. And so my buzz is like gone immediately. And, um, and he, he, he continues to berate me and slap me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm 31. And I'm like, I'm a grown-up here. And I just moved to Louisville. I'm in Canada. I can't hit this guy because he's, he's, a, he's an important person in the industry. I don't want to be kicked out of the United States. And my wrestling career is over before it starts. So I have to suck it up. And I have to suck it up. And, um, you know, the next day it was all over the Internet. And it was kind of good for publicity type thing. And that was it. Never met him before that. Never met him after that. I went and had my whole 10-year run with WWE, and now I'm retired. And a buddy of mine, Scott Demore, he's like, uh, a friend of mine needs a, he's doing a convention in Detroit. He was, would you mind going? I don't like doing conventions, but 
It's his buddy, and he goes, um, Jim Cornette's going to be there. And I go, oh. I said, you know what? It's about time I introduced yeah. myself properly. <laughs> so I go to Detroit basically for the sole purpose of, of coming up to him and saying, hey, hello, my name's Anthony Corelli. Like I'm, not really, I'm not really the fucking character Santino that you've been watching on TV for years and shitting on. That's a character. I was in a comedic character. I mean, I'm, I'm Anthony. You know, anyway. So I get there. He's not even looking at me at all. We were like two tables down. He's avoiding me. I was avoiding him for the most part. I I don't give a shit. And then I go to get lunch. As I'm walking down the corridor of this convention center, he just comes out of the door. And it's just me and him in this hallway. And I'm like, (laughs) it's funny because he looked up. As he looked up, I mouthed the words. I go, okay, here we go. And I think he he read my my lips. But anyway, I go up to him. I put my hand out and I say, hey, Mr. Cornette, Anthony Corelli, nice to meet you. Or whatever. And he looks at me, and so for, for years now, pe- people have been asking him about what happened. He's been shitting on me. He's like, ah, fucking Canadian midget, you know, a piece of shit, he's a joke. And uh, just calling him, if I see him again, I'm going to slap him again next time I see him. And I'm listening to this, going, okay, motherfucker, we'll see. Because I'm not really that, I'm, I'm not that kid that you slapped. I'm not the guy to punk off. And I'm not the guy that you know you saw on TV. He doesn't know me at all. And I still extended my hand try and find a new common, a newfound respect for one another, God. and they put it behind us. Yeah. And, and check this out. You know what he did one time? Fresh out of neck surgery. I'm still in my bandages, and my buddy Josh, who lives in Tennessee, where he was at, said, I know I'm talking really fast, sorry. But he goes, uh, did you hear Santino has to retire because he had neck surgery? He goes, oh, that's too bad. He goes, did you know him? Josh goes, yeah. Did you have his number? And he goes, yeah. He goes, call him up. So my friend Josh, nice kid, innocent kid calls me up and Cornette goes let me leave a message for him he goes hey Santino this is Jim Cornette I just heard that you can't wrestle anymore because you had neck surgery well I can't be more fucking happy you should have never been in that goddamn business in the first place and I'm glad and I'm in like in bandages looking at my phone going this motherfucker's out of his mind like what a piece of shit you know genuine piece of shit yeah to go out of his way anyway Still, I'm willing to let it go. I don't know. If I hear strength, yeah, too, yeah. That, that amazes me. You got some patience, dude. So, yeah, <laughs> then I, I introduced my. He looked at my hand. He goes, all right, I'll tell you what. He goes, you made a fucking career off of, what I, off, off of me slapping you, and you did this, and you've been a fucking joke and disrespecting my business. But I'll tell you what. You put your hand out. He goes, I'll shake your hand, and, and it'll be neutral. And I'm like, and he tries to walk away. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Twelve years later, this interaction's not going to go down like this. You're not going to insult me and punk me off and walk away. And uh, I said, wait a second. A thousand audience is my fucking daughter. You were wrong 12 years ago to slap me. When you should have known better, I go, listen, and you're a fucking joke. I go, I was a comedic component. You've been in the business long enough. You, you should know that that's an essential part of the fucking show. And then, 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 he starts to walk away. And I should slap you again. And that's where I said, fuck this cocksucker <laughs> and I said then do it motherfucker then touch me right now and watch what the fuck happens if I came here with the hopes of having a newfound respect for one another and, and put it all behind us but I'm willing to go wherever you want to go you want to get fucking loud you want to get fucking uh, boisterous and uh, I'm here I'm, I'm, I'm ready and he tried to walk by me and I cut him off and then someone was recording that too it's on the, it's on the internet of me cutting him off and he tries to walk by me again. I go, come on, man. Let's fucking slap me. Do it. And then he goes, security. I'm trying to walk oh, away. No. He's trying to try, try to fight. And I have the audio clip of him saying he's going to slap me next time he sees me. And, uh, and obviously he's a fucking pussy. <laughs> so he makes some comment on it. Talks to so I actually took my time and wrote an actual... I never wanted to even address it. It's not even worth my time. But for 
for once, I said, you know what, let me set it straight. And I wrote like a five-page statement one night just explaining basically what I explained right now, but in a little more poetic, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that wow. was pretty exciting. It was in the news there for a while, and all the dirt sheets got a hold of it. And I said, you know what, the bully is no longer a bully. I took away his power. Fuck you. <laughs> and... That's it. You So Jim Cornette was like, was he in character? Do you think, or he was actually just being he, a prick? Like this? he can't, uh, he can't shut it off. Is that the problem? Uh, that's exactly. That's it. Like some people become the character. Well, when your character is your real name, that, you uh, know, how how, yeah. how how do you? And like, maybe he's just a fucking asshole. Like, yeah, that, like, I'm not, maybe the character was the excuse to be an asshole. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, like, the fact that he did that to you at 31. I know it's the old days, and you hear a lot of that. And look, like we're hearing a lot of people abusing power in a lot of different industries right now. But, I mean, that's like, to be honest, I'm, not, I'm actually not taking anything away from it, but that's your Me Too story. Like, yeah. that's an abuse of power. Yeah. Uh, we heard what Terry Crews talked about, someone to grab his tongue. There's a guy sitting there and, like, manhandling yeah. a man. It can happen, like, you know. And a man that so, could eat him for dinner. Too. Yeah, could eat so him for crazy. dinner. And yeah. I, I, I actually, I think if I was, like, you, though, at this point, and then seeing that and, like, be able to get that redemption, I would not, I don't think I would have been able to hold it in. Like, I think, at the, I don't care how old this son of a bitch is, I honestly think I probably would have grabbed him and slapped the fucking pig out of him. Like, I, was I, really hoping, I was hoping I'm he was going to tell It's easy for me to say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because his thing was, he wanted me to hit him so, I could, so he can sue me. I'm like, trust me, it was not to fucking sue you. If he, one finger, actually, a split second before he even made contact. Oh. And you know what's funny? I, I, I battle actually with punching bags. And I, I once, from time to time, will go up to a punching bag and slap the shit out of the punching bag. Practice my gym. Keeping my pin, my pin pants strong. <laughs> <laughs> Putting baby powder on it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but he didn't do it. He wasn't that stupid. And plus, you know what? And it's funny because I tried How old to, is he? He's uh, a little older than me. He's like 50s, I think. Okay. And uh, but I wanted to dig into him, and, and I, once he took once he took it there, I had nothing to hold back, and I said, "You fucking bitch." I said, look at me, you fucking coward. And he's like, and he's like, oh, security. He's like freaking out. There he is right there. You know, they all do that. All, and you know, this is a good lesson for everyone, right? Because he actually didn't do it with violence. Okay, so you didn't take it to the point that as angry as you were. You tried to, I love this, man, Anthony Crowley. You tried to be a good guy. Here's your hand. You know, maybe you're a prick. Maybe you've evolved. Maybe you'll even shake my hand and go, dude, I'm so sorry for everything that happened 30 years ago. I was a fucking asshole. I didn't know better. I was in the pressure like we all were. And, he you was know, furious yeah. when I approached him. Exactly. But I had the gall to come up to him and extend my hand. No egos. Eagles crush men. Like, eagles, let go of your fucking ego at that point, dude. Yeah. And now you've won. You did it without actually violence. You did it without getting arrested or, you know, in trouble. But you did it by just making him feel like a piece of dirt. <laughs> Way worse than he made you feel years ago. You walk away with your and he dies without him. Yeah, and you know what? And that's at the end of my statement. I'm like, he can't say shit ever again because when it was just me and him in the hallway and he had nobody behind him, he fucking pushed out. Oh, look at that smug dude. He looks like the type of guy that rips you off on Bay Street. You know, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, he had like slick back hair and sometimes he would paint his face like red, right? Like, yeah, and straight, that's, and that's the irony is that he called me uh, a joke. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You. You're the biggest joke in history. Yeah, he used to fan himself all the time. And then he, he did, like, who's he the manager for? The Rockers, right? Yeah. Uh, some other one. Uh, yeah, man. Which is of probably the greatest. Fucking guy uses time. Botox before Botox is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> what a this joke. A slob, too. Uh, I'm so happy. Right. I'm so, uh, I'm, oh, I forgot my Hey, there he is, everybody. Yeah. 
Todd Stanley showed him. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, bring him up. Come on in. Be with Santino here with Anthony Carelli. Moldova, right? Moldova? What's that? Uh, Moldova. Fontagova uh, originally last name. No, but they're from Moldova. Oh, oh Moldova, yes. He's from Moldova. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bring him. No, no, I want him. Can you look at my kids? I want Because I want to see if he's got judo skills. And then we got cats. we got kids. And we got our comedy version. And a guy wanted to buy one of my Desire Driven sweat Sweaters. And I forgot to bring it in. I feel like an asshole. Oh, God. Yeah, I told him to come here. I wasn't even thinking. Oh, yeah, get, get out of here. Okay. Hey, uh, hey, uh, come here. Sawyer, come here. Good boy. Uh, <laughs> How are you, buddy? Hi. Hey, can you show, can you show, uh, can you show Anthony your, your crop kick? Kick daddy like you do. You want to kick daddy? This, this is not good radio for anybody but me. You want to say hi? No? Okay. Uh, bye bye. Okay. No, he's tougher than that. All right, he wants mama. All right. Oh, yeah, way to, way to break the camera, kid. <laughs> uh, I've seen her, babe. All right, well, this is awesome. Uh, Anthony, you're, 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 you know, I, I say this once in a while, and I said it recently. I said it with that old lady, Marla Lukowski, like super nice lady, old comedian and stuff. Like, there are certain fucking dudes that just, like, have A status, A power. And like and ladies and stuff and like you're, you're I don't know man like I know you're doing uh, aftermath with with Sportsnet over there and stuff and and you got your judo stuff going on and comedy but like I don't know like you I don't I feel like you should still be in the WWD doing shit like there's so much fucking energy you bring to her it's it's great thanks and uh, we'll be entering politics in the next few years so hopefully we'll is that your goal yeah can I be your campaign manager. Can we can we figure you out a middle party? Can what, we figure out a middle party? <laughs> like like a middle party? Like I wanna I wanna do compromise to parties. I wanna start this new. It's middle. funny you say that because I, I I don't wanna why do I have to pick a team for? Why can't I just be the candidate that has no beliefs? A, a middle party man. The whole world's waiting for compromise. No one wants to do that, but the younger generation does. Yeah. They're not. They're sick and tired. Oh, there's like only one way or the other. No, you know what? There's some good things actually that Republicans do, but telling people they can't have abortions isn't one of them. So let's find out what they do, which is good. And let's find out what a Democrat does. But you know, a lot of their embezzlement and their bullshit too. Let's you know, let's not do that side. Let's bring it in the middle. It's funny today. I was actually wondering how I'm going to respond to the question. And what's your take on abortion? And my my question is going to be, I got, I'm fucking busy. <laughs> Don't bother me with this fucking bullshit. We got some work to do here. <laughs> That's the best answer I've ever heard. Just don't fuck. Yeah, fuck. Are you kidding me? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Anthony Crowley, 2024. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, cheers. Have fun tonight. And uh, good luck. Remind people if they want to see you tonight at the comedy oh, bar. Comedy bar. Yeah, it's uh, Ossington Blue area. It's at 1030. Uh, to be honest, it's probably sold out, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, you can't come. I but... have one question for you. Yeah. On In January. Yes. Okay, will you be our comedy virgin? And my comedy virgin night Uh-oh. is basically, we did one, Blau was the first one. Our second one is a girl named Kayla who's in the green room right now. She's going to come in. We do a night at Yuck Yucks at the end of every uh, Thursday, at the end of every month. We're doing it on the 30th this month. We have Kenny Robinson. We have uh, Courtney Gilmore. And we have Jarrett Campbell, our three comedians. What happens is two comedians go up on stage, yeah. do their thing. I then do a panel with all three comedians, just like we would do here. I do what I'm good at, not be funny, but actually do a good interview. And we have fun. We talk about people's, like, first time in comedy and how it worked and why it didn't work. And How know, long is it? Again, and, you have to write, well, like, a skit out? No, and, th- and then we present our comedy virgin, a guy who, or a lady who's never done it before and gets on stage and does stand-up for five minutes. And then the, co- the comedians who I interviewed will critique the comedian, and then the headliner will finish the night. Are you in? Wait, am I the comedy virgin? You're the virgin. Oh, you're, you're the guy getting on stage. Yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. 
Last Thursday on January. You'll be how, how long does this get? Five minutes? Five minutes. Yeah, you okay, got to go right to months to prepare. Down. I got some, I got some shit already. I got some shit already, okay, but a product I invented. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll do it on the and then and then like yeah, cock polish. Okay, <laughs> don't, don't ruin that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> give away the punch. Hey, yo, Gordon, it all presents to you. Will you be Will you be here end of January? Uh, I'm I'm out uh, at the end of uh, December, and I'm gone for like five or six months. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can ask you to be a part of it. Uh, I go to Australia, but also like out west in uh, Canada and stuff like that, BC, Alberta, and then fuck off till it gets warm, and my my skinny ass can fucking. Hopefully we'll be doing them back in May and June. Yeah, well, I mean, the Yak Yaks people love them. We've only done one, and the next one's going to be great. But so yeah, yeah. January, you're our, you're our, com- our, our, our comedy version. Yeah. That's awesome, man. We'll give you more information. Come back anytime. Um, thank you. I can still have sex up until that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish Blau could have it after his. He yeah. still has it. How's it going, by the way? Oh. Uh, quickly, I'm uh, meeting a girl, um, and then she's, 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 it's just gone really bad for her. Not with me, but she's done really sick, and uh, yeah. So I don't know. I wasn't my You know what? But, but, uh, Blau's the only guy who dated a girl. Within three days, she got like deathly well, without two, having sex. Oh, man. But, uh, uh, we got to run, though. We got two. We got we to get to Kayla. We got to get to our cat. We're giving away cats today, too, on the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Anthony Corelli is going to picture Santino Morelli. You know him from the old days of WWE. And Brian O'Gorman, I'm with you. Thanks to all of you back in the Tweet Studio. You're listening to the Todd Shapiro Show. Catch us every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Channel 168, Canada Last. For previous episodes and bonus content, visit the Todd Shapiro Show.com. The Todd Shapiro Show, Canada Last, Sirius XM 168. Hey guys, my name is Todd Shapiro, and this is the deal. I love beer. Do you love beer? Yeah, we all love beer. Okay, that's a given. Now, you got to go to Lake Wilcox Brewing. LakeWilcoxBrewing.com is where you can find all your information. It's at 1033 Edgeley Boulevard, just south of Vaughn Mills Mall. And when you get there, you're going to try their Bandit or their Lake House or their Mad Quacker. Or they got like a s'more beer going on right now for the fall season. Go there, enjoy responsibly, check it out. All the information is at LakeWilcoxBrewing.com. Hey, thank me later. Drive-time comedy goodness. Unless you grab the podcast on iTunes, then it's just comedy goodness. The Talk to Heroes, Sex Channel 168, Canada Lab. Pedro, go get our guest. Let's go. Uh, go get uh, Kayla real quick. Go get Kayla. Uh, go get Pedro. Let's go. We don't have a lot of time in the program. We got two things to go. Brian O'Gorman's hanging out with us. Uh, where are you doing shows again, Brian? Uh, all over the place soon. Uh, well, this weekend mostly I'm just concentrating on our three-on-three basketball tournament at Maple Leaf Garden. At noon, uh, comedyrecords.ca. You can find out all about that stuff. We're just trying to make some money for charity. But I'm basically hanging out until uh, until the new year, doing a bunch of shows around town, and then I'm sparking off on tour Australia. Alberta, BC, I'm coming for you, and uh, also New Zealand this year. All right, I'm super excited for this. Tell Mike Langtree to come and hang out with us too, Pedro. Just all hold the camera. Tell Mike to come hang. Mike, Mike's the guy. Yeah, with the beard. He played on our road hockey team, dude. Just come and hang out here. Uh, okay, Kayla, have a seat. Kayla, Kayla, this is nice. We're live on air. We got about 15, 20 minutes left here in the show. And uh, Mike, yeah, just come hang out, dude. Um, hi, Kayla. Hey. Nice to close to the mic. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> Cozen, 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 Cozen. Pedro is creeping you on Instagram. I hope you don't mind. Oh, oh, oh what did you think? 
Pedro. You don't have to tell this me. is the longest he's talked to a girl before. He's <laughs> talked after him. I don't have nice pictures. Um, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> it is nice. Well, thank you. It's <laughs> lovely. It's lovely. Why get so defensive? Yeah, yeah man. What the hell? There. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and uh, Kayla, what do you do? I work at a software company here okay. in Toronto. I am the director of marketing. All right. How's marketing going? Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Again, sponsored We're fellows from the Shapiro Show. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll work on it. No, I'm not sure. I'm not joking. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, how did you? You heard about the Comedy Virgin thing? How did you hear about it? Yeah. So it was kind of like through a friend of a friend, and I told him I was interested, and then it was like a few Facebook messages later, and now I'm here. Excellent. And and so, have you always had a passion and love for comedy? Yeah. Like I I watch a lot of comedy, and I've always. Like, I have so much respect for comedians. I think it's really hard. So uh, You'll lose that when you meet them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, so is this your first time ever doing stand-up? So I've got a bunch of, like, rough stuff, and I did a class at Second City. So I've kind of, like, That's okay. worked on it. Uh, but, yeah, this oh, especially, like, a show this big a hundred mm-hmm. times, like, Way bigger than so, I've ever done. So you're gonna, so you're throwing yourself in uh, November 30th mm-hmm. at Yuck Yucks. We do it at 10 p.m. Uh, and do you understand sort of the whole premise of the night? Yeah, I think so. Like I need help and I need advice and people help me out and then I give it a shot and then they just tear me apart. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, they don't give you help before either. Okay. <laughs> so you just kind of, we'll try and help you. Like you know, in the next two weeks or whatever, okay, cool. and and feel free because Bilal's got a coach, and I'm sure our coach won't mind helping uh, uh, you. And and uh, and you're gonna bring a whole slew of people to come down. Everyone I know. Everyone, okay. Yeah. Did you know some people? Yeah. You know, yeah. marketing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Pedro. That's his uh, mother. Uh, 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 <laughs> he's the best to come into the virgin and the real life virgin all at the same time. Uh, <laughs> bring chicken for everybody. <laughs> Actually, you should do it. You bring your old TFC support group. They can support you on stage. It'd be amazing. Um, that's it. Yeah, Pedro's not talking. Pedro, anymore. are you not doing stand up? Has he not done it? No, yeah. You, do you oh, want to do it? Come on, dude. Bilal did it. Sorry, I can't hear. I was actually thinking of doing it. All right. Oh. Well, we have, we have Kayla Cozen. Is it Cozen? Cozen. Yeah, yeah Kayla Cozen. Uh, Cozen? You got it. Kayla Cozen. Uh, and Toronto Native? No, no. I'm from Regina. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Farm Girl? Uh, yeah, we have uh, farms on both sides of my valley. Yeah, farm girls are cool, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm salt to the earth. Fuck right? right? Oh, fucking no doubt. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we know we do our best. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we get at. I did my wife in the other room, but I did a few farm girls there. You know. <laughs> you know, I stacked them here, you know what I'm saying? Oh, jeez, really? I went to I was like, uh, I would be like afraid. I've never, like, uh, been had relations with anyone in a barn, but that sounds sexy, doesn't it? But it's, at the same time, seems itchy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends if the uh, sheep pushes back. <laughs> but, okay. oh, hey, hey, you have been hey, in Scotland. Boom. Yeah. So, okay, wicked. Well, Kayla, we're that's so so, and you'll bring a bunch of people. Yeah, and I'm gonna try. Okay, that's great. Bring your whole crew. Bring your whole like uh, work crew and. Uh, November 30th, and we're really excited that you volunteered to be a part of this. Thank yeah, you so I'm much. Stoked. I think it's going to be a good time. Great. So we'll uh, we'll start blasting social media, mm-hmm. and we look forward to having you at our second Comedy Virgins. This is going to be the last Thursday of every month. We're not doing one in December because everyone's sort of away the last Thursday that month. But uh, obviously November 30th, and then we're back in January, and we just had Anthony Corelli confirmed to be our Comedy Virgin. Then maybe, uh, Pedro, you'll do it uh, in, in February. 
Sorry, that was premature. He got excited. He got excited. I don't want you to do it, Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we got to, Kayla, I got to kick you out because we got to, let's just get to the cat people. Just Pedro, we'll get to cat people. Kayla, you're like, where can people follow you? Oh, I guess we can see Yeah, Pedro, Pedro, okay, yeah. Yeah, Pedro, Pedro, give it to us after. Pedro, that doesn't mean follow her home, okay? Yeah. Be careful with that one. Thank you, know. you think you're going to do well? By the way, last question. You think you're going to do well? I'm going to try. I'm going to, I'll give myself like a 9 out of 10. Wow. wow. You're confident. I like that. Brian, you want to coach her? Well, no, but I think uh, I think it's a good thing to be just like hitting all the rooms. You know, there's a lot of open mics you can get on all yeah. over town. No, 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 no. You're not allowed. You're oh, not allowed. allowed. Yeah, you know, like you got to be a virgin on our stage. Oh, like, really? Okay. I don't mind the, the first time. Yeah, you got to. Well, maybe then just practice in front of the mirror. Yes. And just do it all like uh, like 80s movie style and just like yell at yourself in the mirror and then try to punch that's yourself exactly out. That's exactly what I'll do. Okay. Sounds <laughs> good. Right. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Bye, Kayla. Okay, we got some uh, cat people here. Cat oh, my God. I'm not normally a cat person, but my wife loves cats and I've slowly started to like cats myself. And uh and, and actually, my little boy loves cats. Sawyer is here. And I did this selfishly a little bit because I wanted my kid to be around a bunch of cats. Because uh, I don't traditionally have them in a home, but now I see these guys and I think to myself, I would like to. So we are here with uh, who's uh, who? Your name? I apologize. No, that's okay. It's Callie. Hi, Callie. Uh, oh, there you are, Callie and the cats. I just there's so many L's in your name. I didn't know if it's Kaylee or Callie. Um, tell me, Callie, because we don't have a ton of time here. Tell me about your program and what we're doing, how we can encourage people to adopt a beautiful little cat, and I think I want the one you're holding. You know what? We have. Uh, I'm from the Ontario SPCA, and we have 13 animal centers across the province, and each of our animal centers has a lot of cats and kittens right now, Aww. and anybody who's looking for a new four-legged friend, I would say now's the time. So it's all about I adopt for the holidays, and we're hoping Aww. to find these little guys forever homes for the holidays, and right now, if you adopt a cat or kitten at one of our centers, you get a free box of Arm & Hammer's new slide litter. And I know that sounds commercially, but I have to tell you Who why. Yeah. This litter is unbelievable. First of all, I've played with it. And I know what you're thinking. That's insane. <laughs> like, that's crazy Nothing's insane in the studio. No. Crazy in fact, that's foreplay in the studio. So don't worry. <laughs> so um, it, it actually slides right out of the box. So um, what happens is, is anybody who has a cat out there knows the worst part of Having a cat is cleaning the litter box. It's disgusting. It's gross, and nobody wants to do it. But this litter it makes it so easy, and it's the best gift in the world. Can I hold this little guy? Please do. What guy or girl? The little girl. This I is Lucy. Lucy. And we've got Liz over there. This is wild. God. So they're wearing little onesies because uh, they were just fixed. So all of our cats oh. go home spayed or neutered, microchipped, and vaccinated. Oh, um, they go home ready to start a brand new life with their forever family. Yeah, oh. And they don't bite, right? And well, I say anything with teeth can bite, but oh, no, these two are very, uh, very docile, super oh good. And like God. I said, for whatever reason, it's a weird time of year, but we have so many kittens. Normally, it's spring and summer that we do, but it's been a bit of a weird, uh, weird uh, season, and we've got tons of cats and kittens. Callie, uh, where's the information people can go again? OntarioSPCA.ca. Ontario and and Armin and it's uh, Arm, what's the, the Armin uh, Hammer Armin, Slide. Armin Hammer Slide. So for people know that's great can uh i don't want to walk my dog in the winter can you use it too <laughs> <laughs> if you can turn your dog i'm in like let's let's get on that that's cool <laughs> so and and is there a cost to getting these cats 
Yeah, so there is an adoption fee associated uh, with getting a, a cat or a kitten. Um, that just helps the organization cover off the cost that we've put in to get them fixed, get them vaccinated, to get them microchipped. Yeah. You know, being a nonprofit organization, we have no government funding, and it's all donor funded. So Aww. when we have partners like Arm & Hammer that come in, they give us great donations, and then they provide this litter to the adopters. I mean, it couldn't be a better partnership. And 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 around just so people know, like what it would did you say how much it might cost? Oh, yeah. I, we have different uh, campaigns happening throughout the holiday season. So at different times throughout the holidays, it will be different prices. But I'll say approximately a hundred dollars. Oh, that's nothing. Oh okay, yeah, no, it. no. <laughs> um, and uh, and can I just leave with this one right here? Yeah. <laughs> so you guys left your account. <laughs> <laughs> how does it work? Like we have, a, you know, I, I don't know how much time we have here. Three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. Oh, we got some time. Uh, we have a little dog, like a Yorkshire Terrier and yeah. stuff. Is that is that a fear? Like, because I, I mean, I would, I, I, I'm not concerned about the cat. I'm concerned about my dog. You're exactly right. Yeah. So a new kitten coming in, they're babies. Let's be honest, they're kind of stupid, and all they want to do is play and just, you know, get in your face and be annoying and all that good stuff, which is why we love kittens. Um, but yeah, your dog would be the one that you might be concerned about because they might go, oh, hang on a second. Now mom and dad are paying attention to that little thing, and I'm losing all my, you know, my thunder, and they'll kind of get upset about that. So yeah, I mean, integrating a new pet into a home is is a process that needs to be done with patience um, and with time. It doesn't always uh, happen overnight. Sometimes it can take a few weeks, even a couple of months for a pet to feel integrated into the home. Uh, so make sure that you set up for a good positive environment. Each animal needs their own quiet space. Um, and then once they sort of uh, acclimatize to the new environment, your you know, pre-existing dog realizes we have a new being, they might be cool with it. <laughs> I was going to ask, what's something to do to actually make the, like, if you have a dog that's already there, an animal that's already there, and you bring in a new animal, like, what's a good way to make the old animal still feel like uh, you, you love them and you remember them? Like, what's a good way to make them not be jelly? You know <laughs> if, you're, if, you, if you're married, you would know that answer. <laughs> you know what? It's just to buy a lot But of I'm not. Flowers. I'm looking for a cat. Lots okay? of <laughs> yeah, lots of treats. Um, yeah, I mean, take the time. So make sure that uh, you have a separate space for the new animal. So if you have a spare room or a laundry room or something where you can kind of close the kitten off with, of course, their litter box and their food and water. Right. Give them quiet time, and then just dedicate some old, good old classic you and me. Yeah, you yeah. Know. And what about when you're actually like, ma- like, do you just like hold one in one arm and one in the other arm when you finally get them to meet and like try to make them kiss, or is that not possible? <laughs> Yeah, just leave them alone in a room together. No, yeah. uh, um, the w- way I would say it is to do it with scent. Uh, so yeah. what I would do is I would take a blanket or something of the kittens and sort of give it to the dog and let them scent uh, and get to know each other's scent first. That's a nice soft introduction before doing a hardcore meet and greet. And, and can, and we, I do, we just have about a minute here, but can cats and dogs get along? Absolutely. They can. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to be best friends, but I believe they can peacefully coexist within a home. Oh, that's because a lot, I mean, that might be a lot of people who are like, we want a cat, but we're worried about the dogs situation but they you think they can how many cats do you think you have like uh, I mean, across the province, it's hard to say. In the one center that uh, we are sort of at our GTA location, I mean, we've got like at least 50 cats. I mean, there's mm-hmm. litters of kittens, and they are cute. And how, and how much will these guys grow? Like, because uh, they're, they're, what, four or five pounds right now. How much how much will they grow yeah, to? Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard to say. Some people have fat cats, and they can get to be pretty big. <laughs> I've seen, like, a 21-pound cat before. I don't recommend that. Um, watch their diet, but they should they should uh, lead a happy, healthy life. And you never, and, they, and they're indoors. Like yeah. you never have to, can you train a cat to go outdoors or is that when they come back to you? Yeah, I think that uh, going outdoors can be a danger. So I would okay. say keep your pet inside. That's your best bet. Okay. Um, now, Callie, it was really nice to, to meet you. Thank you for putting such a smile on my, on my son's face. And I, 
Excuse me. And that's a great example for what can happen if you bring a cat home uh, for your for your child's face as well. And and no, and help everyone out. Honestly, help help adopt a kitten. Make uh, all your children and co-hosts happy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And thanks for letting me get late tonight too for my wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what's uh, what's the website? OntarioSPCA.ca. Okay. Thank you very much. And uh, seriously, we're gonna we're gonna cat nap that one. That's awesome. <laughs> Brian O'Gorman, thanks, dude. Thanks for having me again, dude. As always, see you soon. And yeah, yeah one more time, you guys want to come out this. Uh, Sunday comedy charity basketball tournament at Maple Leaf Gardens 12 p.m. We're raising some money for some good houses and having some fun. Awesome. And uh, me, what am I doing this weekend? Come uh, to the basketball charity event tonight. Can people come to that or no? Is it no? Okay, I didn't realize that. I'll come to the basketball. Oh, we got and I got the TSN show. Uh, I do it tomorrow 3 to 5 p.m. on TSN 1050 with Dark Guy. Come and listen to that. It's a great time, kind of a pregame to the Leafs. And uh, and then Sunday I'm getting super drunk. Anyway, have a great weekend. Uh, we appreciate all of you for hanging out. What a great week of shows, as always. And thanks to Anthony Corelli. Thanks to Jeff from Promethin. And thank you to Bruce Linton at Canopy Growth uh, as we do this from Tweed Studios. And our other sponsors, including New Amsterdam Vodka, Lake Wilcox Brewing Company, who has something for everyone ranging from authentic style beers to uniquely crafted. Go to lakewilcoxbrewing.com. ND Sleep. Get your Canadian-made ND mattress at... AndySleep.com, and you can use promo code LAFT, get $65 off. Bobbleheads, Canada.ca, have you ever wanted your own bobblehead? Maybe they do cat bobbleheads. Uh, use promo code TTSS for 15% off there. Thank you to Clack Inc., they make great car seats. Thank you to uh, Promethid.com, we heard from Jeff earlier, ED1000.ca. It's no joke, people. It's the only clinical proven therapeutic treatment of erectile dysfunction, it happens, guys, and this is a great way to deal with it. And uh, thank you so much to everyone who makes this continue to work. Okay, we're out. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. Have a fun weekend. Oh, my clothing, by the way, will be at Gotts Down Pasolino at 654 College Street. Peace. We out. Be good.